Right, Matt. We've got to nail the intro this time. Yep. Okay, so. Yep. Go. Hello. Welcome to Crit Apocalypse. This is Matt. I'm here with my friend Ant. We're going to talk about some things. What things? Well, that, that really depends on what we've done this week, which is usually not very much. Oh, true. Yeah, I've watched my arse grow for many a minute this week. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. you're starting this week because... Um, you started last week. Yeah. We should right. clarify, we're mostly reviewing films, games, TV and randomised stuff. Life in general. Yeah. Yeah, it's all yeah. about life, man. Yeah. Um, oh, God, I want to... I'm going to quickly review Katy Perry's Cheeto costume to watch she wore to Halloween. I didn't see it. Is it hot? <laughs> it's her in a giant Cheetos costume oh carrying God. a bag of Cheetos. I'm a fan. Yeah, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I'll put a picture up when I do Katie the Katy Perry, to be honest, is I'd say she was a solid 10 out of 10 in most aspects. <laughs> Sexism. The makeup. Anyway, <laughs> start your uh, reviews. Yeah, so my uh, my first review this bi-weekly podcast is going to be Sunset Overdrive. Hell's yeah. Hell's the yeah. Tony uh, Hawk's gun em up with the club. Oh, no, it's GTA with Attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Saints Row. Yeah, yeah, a lot like Saints Row. Um, it's, it's a good game. It's a really good game. It's uh, it's hard to describe. Like, there are, there are faults as there are with any game, um, but it's just really bright, really colourful, really happy. It's just quite nice to have a game where it's like, oh, look, we can do this because it's cool. Yeah, I miss colours. I miss fun. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of it's the opposite end to something else I played, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, which is Wolfenstein. And Evolve, actually. I'm spoilers. Both of those. Yeah, spoilers. You don't need to listen any longer. I'm going to talk about those things. Um, it's yeah. a great game, though. Uh, it's really fun. I've been playing it since Wednesday. I got a little bit early, so I've been playing it since Wednesday. Um, all in all, it's really kinetic. It's really great. It's got an energy. It kind of feels like I'm playing... You know, like a Kirby game, if Kirby was mixed in with something more violent like GTA, because it's so bright and it's like it's like visceral and there's loads of stuff going on. It's really cool. It kind of um, looks to me like Crackdown mixed with Tony Hawk. A little bit like Crackdown. Lots of um, skates. Tony Hawk. It's all the rail grinding. Yeah, like all it. that stuff. Um, it's really weird. As a game mechanic, it doesn't really work mm. when you're fighting things because there are so many ledges that are only uh, like four meters long and you have to grind to try and get your mm. combo up and then you can bounce on some cars and stuff. I've seen people literally grind into one end, jumping and grinding back again yeah. just constantly. Yeah, like there's a lot of that in there. And as a mechanic, I feel like there should have been an option for maybe um, dodging. Hmm. So, you know, um, Dark Souls, like dodging and parrying and stuff, you don't necessarily have to be good at sword fighting and blocking, you can dodge and parry, and you can sort of work on that aspect of it. Um, but no, it's it's literally just you need to keep moving, keep, you need to keep your head, you need to keep making moves in the game. But well, no, I really enjoy it. You know, you can find ways to play it your way. Yeah, I'd give it, yeah. I'd give it a solid 8 out of 10. So I saw um, Guru Larry's video of it, and he said there's a cut, quite a few sections where the city isn't designed for jumping around and doing stunts. Like, you'll get ledges which aren't quite high enough for you to get to instead of having some sort of system where you could get up them. Oh, yeah, no, there's yeah. stuff like that, but usually you'll find there is a way up there. Like, mm. I think maybe... Um, like it says if you drop down to ground level, you're pretty much going to have to try and find your way back up again. It's no, There's no quick route to get maybe back Maybe he up. hasn't got... Uh, spoilers, later on in the game, you get, like, an advanced jump. Yeah. So when you land on something, you press A, it, like, sort of doubles your jump height almost. Mm. So cool. maybe he's not got to that point yet, because I find it really easy to get back up. Yeah, like really easy, and you there's get... levels where, like, you know, there's really horrible platforming levels in games like this usually, um, where you sort of you've got to get, got to go up, and you drop down, you fucking, you're at the bomb again. Hmm. It's got those, but instead of going all the way down, uh, like you know, portal, yeah, you know, the portal gun, the like the yellow and blue, all of a sudden the blue portal opens up below you, and then an orange one comes above you, and you're back at the place you need to be to go up. So yeah. sort of it stops you from that's not getting frustrated. I can't stand when games like slow you down on purpose. Yeah, there should so always it's, be keep forward momentum. Yeah, but the the team behind it, the same people that did Ratchet and Clank and Insomniac, like yeah, Insomniac, they did uh, fucking uh, what was that? 
What was that thing with aliens? With, uh, no, not really. Oh, Resistance. Resistance? Yeah. Resistance. Fall of Man. Yeah, that was, they did that. That was yeah, pretty good. Insomniac. Insomniac. They've been around for years, man. They have. They have. I can't remember what they made on PS1, but that's where they started, wasn't it? PS1 was Ratchet and Clank. No, Ratchet Clank's PS2. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've been around for years. What did they make yeah. on? Maybe they're a different name then. Probably. They're probably one of the many companies that Sony gutted and destroyed and ended up turning into something else. Trust Sony. <laughs> Needs to do that. But yeah, what was our score? 8 out of 10. It's solid 8 out of 10. I, I like it. If you're, uh, if you're epileptic, I probably wouldn't recommend it, but if you're not, then you're fine. Don't if you're epileptic, in, don't you... laugh into your Pepsi can at the epileptic people. It's a warning. What if you hate the person? I don't. I don't hate anyone. Well, do an epileptic. Uh, no, I, uh, Nigel Farage can take a flying fuck off of a short. Spiky. Is he epileptic? I hope so. Yeah, we should if send him is, a copy. If he is, I'm gonna have a fucking rave outside his house and hope he looks out the window. <laughs> Nigel Farage. <laughs> Nigel Farage. Twat. <laughs> Zero out of ten. Yeah, that man. That man needs to be sodomized by a chainsaw. Sweet. We should organise that. <laughs> How am I going to start this week then? Well, I don't know because we've just called to arms against a political candidate. <laughs> Political candidate, you say political candidate, I say hate group. Yeah, um, I say hate group as well. Yeah. You know what? Uh, no, I'm not even going to go into it. No, we're not going to go into politics. Not on this show. Let's keep it <laughs> no. keep it kosher. kosher. Fuck that guy. Um, don't really go kill him, though, because we'll probably get blamed somehow. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be able to find us in amongst all the other death threats that have been sent in. Uh, <laughs> Nigel Gate begins. <laughs> there's a reason to dislike him. Did that firework outside just spike my... It was either that or your laugh. Yeah, I hissed a little bit as well. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Speaking of hissing, have you seen the film S- No. It's just S-S-S-S-S. No. Is that about snakes? It's where a dude goes and works. It's <laughs> a really weird segment. A dude goes and works for a scientist. Hmm. And he's like, my, my last assistant went missing. He's like, what? And he goes, yeah, he went missing. He's like, I'm, I'm going to keep on the download. I think he just left. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's fine. Nothing dodgy about that. What are we doing? Working with snakes. Now, before we work with snakes, I'm just going to jab you with this. And like, ah. All right, what's that? And he goes, stuff. <laughs> and then he suddenly becomes a snake. Nice. There's a scene where he goes to a, he goes to a, like a fun fair, like a freak show. And they've got like, they've got the mad snake man. <laughs> and, and you look at it, it's just a bloke in like a giant sock. <laughs> nice. Like a green mask. It's like, and he's like, oh God, oh, what's happening? And like, the guy's like, oh. Future. <laughs> oh, that's the film, film Kevin Smith recently remade as Tusk. I can't wait Different to see animal. Tusk. Stop bad mouthing the film. Wait, wait, we've got a month. Uh, really? Have they got a release date? December, wasn't it? Oh, fuck. Come on. Like, America voted for months. They hated it. I'd love that. They, just VOD. Let me buy it. <laughs> right. My first review this week, I'm going to start because I always do something comic booky. Um, Aaron Flash Episodes 1. You've seen them both? Yep. Yeah. They're quite alright so far. Um, Flash is a little bit fast moving, but I suppose it's supposed to be because it's Flash. Yeah. But um, it's doing the same thing that Arrow did, where it's very quick to get him into the suit and get him fighting some sort of crime. Yeah. And already his identity is revealed to one random person outside, isn't it? Yeah. Like the policeman at the end. Um, I did quite like they did that little thing where he goes to see Arrow in like Starling City, and Oliver, what, Stephen Amell doesn't even bother playing. Oliver Queen, he just pretty much plays himself, talks in a completely different voice during that scene. And then he's like, cool. Oliver Queen would never say cool. I think Stephen Amell's a bit of a dude. Do you, <laughs> he's like, right. do you watch some of the, like, the stuff he does? He's he like, looks like he's um, 
constantly propped up like he's got something propped to him because he never moves his arms when he's yeah. playing Oliver Queen. He does that hiss and that breathing and stare. He's like the opposite Brad Pitt because Brad mm. Pitt's always touching his mouth and eating stuff. Yeah. Doing stuff with his hands. Yeah, Stephen Amell does nothing and he does lots of breathing in. He's um from the Al Pacino school of acting. <laughs> take a breath between things to make whatever you're saying sound more important. The Al Pacino school of acting. Yeah. I, it was... um. Was Al Pacino in uh, Streetcar Named Desire? Possibly, sure. Why not? I can't remember. I never watched it. It's the fifties music. Suzanne, <laughs> you don't respect me the way you should. I'm Johnny. <laughs> a terrible film. That's classic. Apparently, <laughs> people say it is. Your mum loves it. Your mum loves it. Yeah, probably. Review, review, review. Yeah, let's get your mum in. <laughs> get mum involved. Yeah, my, but, um, my mum likes Jeremy Carl. That doesn't mean I do. Oh, good. <laughs> Jeremy Carl, naught. Um, <laughs> nautical but yeah freaking Arrow was like the first episode was kind of all a bit sort of uh, here's Peter Stormare he's weird love him yeah he should be more stuff I like his playing up his accent no end yeah <laughs> but um, yeah that episode was kind of just basically running towards the point of killing Black Canary wasn't it it was just like they wanted to she just turns up, yeah, but she just turns up out of nowhere and then she's dead, and that's that's the point of that episode was just to distract Arrow for an hour while he's like, I can't really be Oliver Queen. We've already gone over this a million times. Uh, you know, you're you're gonna find a balance sooner or later. Yeah. Um, it was a good excuse to introduce Brandon Ralph. Love him. No, no, no problems with him. He was pretty like suave and flashy. Got a bit of a man crush. Yeah. Around. I want to see how far they go with him. I hope by the end of the series he's shrinking himself, man. What? He's Ray Palmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's the, the atom. Yeah. He was uh, voiced by, um, what's his name? Mal from Firefly. Oh, yeah, friggin', yeah, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion, yeah, yeah. he was voiced by Nathan Fillion in episode. Every sure. nerd's favourite nerd dream. Every nerd's favourite Nathan. Except yeah. for Drake. Fillion. Nathan Drake. Who they wanted to be played by Nathan Fillion in the film. Really? Yeah, everyone was like, oh yeah, it should be Nathan Fillion. Do you think he'd lose the weight? Because he's probably yeah, not He's too old. No. He's not too old. He's like Mark Wahlberg. It's Bradley Cooper, man. I say too old, but Bradley Cooper doesn't look as old as he is. Hey, here's a weird question for you. Do you ever remember Mark Wahlberg being good outside of Boogie Nights? Um, what's that film with Chowie on Fat? Replacement Killers? No, that was Mia Savano. <laughs> Savino. Whatever her name is. She was hot. That was um, cool. <laughs> yeah, alright. <laughs> but yeah, season that, those first two episodes have been really cool. Um, Flash's got a nice light-hearted tone to it. A um, bit distracted by JD's brother from Scrubs being in it. I can't buy him as a scientist. The guy in the wheelchair mm. who's like not... Like he's not See, you said that faking paralysation. I, I always think Ed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to like that program. It was on in the morning. He had yeah. a bowling alley and he was a lawyer. That was my dream. Can you imagine? That's the greatest job combination ever. He was in a what was that film he was in a while ago? He was making Yogi Bear. He was the he played the um the park ranger guy. Oh yeah, and T J Miller. Yeah, him and T J Miller, and it was Justin Timberlake voicing Yogi Bear. He did a good no Justin no, Timberlake no, did Boo 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 Boo. He did and, a really uh, good Boo Boo. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd was Yogi Bear. God damn it, Dan Aykroyd, what are you doing? He's a mess. He's desperate to revive um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. It's not going to happen in that if form. They turn, if they make Bridesmaid circa Ghostbusters, and it is just some woman shitting in a sink whilst they fight ghosts, mm. I'm going to be disappointed. Because I watched The Heat. I like Bridesmaids. Don't you remember? Bridesmaids, solid 7 out of 10 comedy. Great, really diverse cast. And they don't, you know, they don't diminish the value of either sex. But then you make someone like The Heat and you're just like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's like I watched it and I was just like, I I want to punch myself in the fucking face for supporting this and buying it. <laughs> oh, you bought it? Like, <laughs> yeah, I actually paid money to. I paid money to watch that. It's like I paid paying, money for a Sandra Bullock film. It's paying money to envy the blind and the deaf. <laughs> and don't 
You're right. Don't say don't say anything bad about Sandy Bullocks. Um, <laughs> she's in uh, Demolition Man. Yeah, yeah. That's Dennis Leary. That gets you a free pass. Dennis Leary's in that. Oh, everyone's in that man. Jesse Ventura was in it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. What? But, yeah. Do you see any cows around here? <laughs> What's in this burger? Rat. And he takes another bite. <laughs> he just sort of shrugs off and takes another bite. Yeah. It's just like it's a pretty good burger. Nothing wrong like, with rat. What? Take a take a shot on the chin. So we're saying awesome. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, I think they've both been pretty good. They've both got a slightly different tone to them, haven't they? Yeah. Like, like it's... Flash. You know when you... Did you... Um, you just recently watched Series 2 of The Arrow, didn't you? Yeah, and just got through it, yeah. When they introduced... Um, it's not Barry Burton, is it? Is it Barry? Barry Allen. Barry Allen. Yeah, Barry What's... Burton's the, um, yeah, the guy, guy from, from Resident Evil. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> you were almost a jail sandwich. Here, I thought you may need this grenade launcher. <laughs> well, I might fucking do. Why aren't you taking it? <laughs> you take this lockpick for you, Jill, the master of unlocking. <laughs> And uh, I hope it's not Chris's blood. <laughs> That's the classic line. Jill! <clears throat> don't careful. open that door! <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Barry Byrne, man. Barry Byrne, what a fucking legend. Yeah. Played by Kevin Durand. Was he? Who also played Vasily Fett. He's played two of my favourite characters from fictional universes. <laughs> Come on, Kevin Durand. But yeah, I thought they were both pretty decent. Nice way to start the series. Yeah, like I, I had my <coughs> worry, like when the Arrow had Barry Allen appear in it. I keep thinking Wally West. Yeah, that's the other one. That's one thing because the Ezra Miller who's playing Flash in the films is going to be Wally West. Is he? Yeah, it's the so, Wally West they one. Tie in? Because I they like... said they're not going to, but I see absolutely no reason why you wouldn't have Stephen Amell's Arrow in there. If you want Green Arrow, Don't he's he's awesome. Fucking nailed it. Yeah, and you could have Wally West and Barry Allen exist in the same universe. They have different origins. Yeah, like you could just have Ezra Miller do a cameo in the TV series, be like, like he f- runs past Barry Allen and goes hi and goes faster than him. Just a little bit more flamboyant. Yeah, have you seen the film he's in? Perks of being a wolf. Well, the guy who plays Barry Allen. Yeah, is he? No, not no. Barry Allen. It's uh, oh Ezra Miller. Yeah. No, no, not seen Perks of being a wolf because um, yeah. you're not a teenage girl. <laughs> yeah, um, I have because oh. I am a teenage girl. Yeah, or at least I like locking them. That explains your small perk boobs. <laughs> <laughs> And my promiscuous sexuality, mm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he's in the perks of being a wallflower, and that film it starts off so light, so mm. happy. You've got Hermione in there, nice, and you've got um, Unibrow Watson. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> Logan Lerman is that his name? That kid's smart. That kid does a lot of like film shit, but um, he's in it. Starts off really happy, and it's like all about the socially awkward kid, and then in the end, it turns into like this whole thing about a kid getting molested and. Sexy. It just goes fucking Jesus. dark, man. <laughs> and it comes out of nowhere as well. That's really weird. The screen just went blank for a second. Yeah. <laughs> is it still recording? It, it went into the... You know when it goes into the low power mode where it's just yeah. like everything goes blue? Just out of nowhere. By the so way, guys, it. I'm going to now explain what we're doing. And just clicking the mouse. I'll just edit this out. You're just going to edit it out? No, don't even do that. Just leave it in there. Fine. Behind the eye. What images person. am I going to put up on on YouTube for that? Just like a computer screen on oh, fire. Enough. I think I've got one loads of did binary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just do the matrix. Yeah, just yeah, take yeah, the really clip right. from the yeah. matrix. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen... Uh, yeah, so uh, Perks of the Wallflower just went really dark really quickly. But the arrow, um, when they had um, Barry Allen... I'm going to keep to this point this time. I'm not yeah, going to disappear. Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm hungover. Um, the, <laughs> Barry Allen, and he's like... He's like um, He's like, hey, I'm always late for things. And I was like, oh, this is getting too cutesy. Oh, yeah. The arrow. It's like, it's getting a bit too cutesy. Come on, pull it back, rein it in. 
Um, but it works. It works because you've got you've got two different heroes and they're two different environments. Like Barry is trying to save people and he's not looking at the underbelly. Whilst you've got Arrow who's looking at the proper underbelly of crime. He's like, mm. it's like yeah, Flash isn't going to have to deal with Peter Stormare anytime soon. No, <laughs> and even if he did, like it'd just be punch him in the face. Yeah, like, really fast. <laughs> That's what I understand. You know, um, you haven't seen the second episode, have you? No, what Flash? No, yeah. no, it's on this week, isn't it? Yeah. Because um, every villain's going to have to be superpowered for him. No, like, no. He can't deal with regular people. Flash yeah, would yeah. destroy them. Unless no. they got lots of tripwires. No, because like, you've got people like um, one of the villains that's coming in played by the guy from Prison Break is... Oh, uh, Captain Cold, isn't he? Captain Cold. Yeah, but that's still... He's he got a power He's got a gun. Yeah, he's got his freeze ray. Yeah, but like, if Barry Allen's as fast as he seems to be... Because he leaves... This, this is really inconsistent for the series, actually. It, he has to slow down to punch someone in the face. Have you noticed this? That he goes to one side, he punches him in the face, and he just runs around and punches him in the other side. Full, full speed, the head would come off. Yeah. Well, he doesn't want to do that. Well, no, then don't do that. Just like, I don't it's know. It's like Superman check being them. careful all the time. Superman can't hit Lex Luthor as hard as he wants to. That friggin' Injustice League, when Lex Luthor superpowered himself up, and Superman was like, oh, I can punch you as hard as I like now. Get ready for this. <laughs> right. I don't remember that. It's at the end of Justice League Unlimited. It was awesome. When when Lex Luthor was power controlled by Brainiac and had like oh, okay. super strength. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. But no, I, it's, I, they did make him a little bit cutesy when he was in Arrow and all yeah. this sort of stuff. I've been mean, trying like, to figure it, out the timeline. Because in Arrow, when he got back to um, Thingy, Starling, yeah, when he got back to wherever he's from, Central City, yeah. um, he was saying that he hadn't long got back and all this sort of stuff and then, you know, all the thing went wrong with the Star Labs. Mm. In Flash, he got back, solved a cro- helped him solve, like, partially solve a crime, went to the venue to watch the park accelerator be switched on, stopped a robber, and then got back to his um, office thing and got hit by the lightning. Like, a lot happened in that time that he said he only just got back to Stalin City in time. Yeah, like, that 24 hours, it must have been pretty busy. Yeah, very busy. Like, I imagine he was very tired. Do you think that's what the coma was? He wasn't really in a coma, he was having a nap for, like, a week. Just faking it. <laughs> Faking a Faking. coma. That's a controversial to take on anything. <laughs> Michael Myers does it all the time, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't ruin our ending. That's oh, yeah. the big finale we're going to talk about but Halloween. Yeah. Arrow Halloween. Flash. <laughs> Episodes one of each series. They've been pretty solid. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of predictable dilemmas coming up in Flash, I seem to find. like It's all a lot of um, Diggle, you can't go out on the streets right now. And all this sort yeah, of stuff. Baby. And then Felicity Smoke, it's like, remember that time when I told you that I loved you, but really it was just to get Deathstroke to hear us say that, and then he would come and, like, you know, kidnap you. But now it's a thing that I actually feel. Because, you know, it's been a few months. She's and, pretty bangable. Yeah. Like, Felicity that's Smoke. believable just based on her look. She's very attractive. Lady. Yeah. I don't like that picture I just saw of her looking like she's come off the set of Hackers with <laughs> the black hair and the neon lights. Hackers. Yeah, there's a film I should watch sometime soon. I should cover that on film, don't no, you? Just, no, one's Fisher ever... Stevens. That film's awesome, man. It's terrible. Matthew Lillard, friggin' Angela Jolie. Ugh. Oh, it's a classic. Fisher Stevens is a legend. This is making my hangover worse. Yeah. Well, Aaron <laughs> right. Flash, that's random numbers for All right, him. Yeah, I'd say a solid 72, and the other one, pff, yeah. I don't know, 69. 12 and. F- 69, it's the only dinner for two. Yeah. Alright. Your next is review. It, my next. Yeah, your number two. That, was, that wasn't two reviews, that was just one. Just drop your number two on us. Hot Steven Parler number two coming at you. Just oh. send the sentence there. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lucky I'm going to do Evolve because I can talk about Wolfenstein. Yeah, I'm going to play that later tonight. You play it later tonight? Yeah. Right. I won't spoil it for you. It's a game. It's Monster Hunter with guns. It's not. It's not. Oh, you hunting a monster. All right, so I played Evolve. Like, I'm super, I was super excited about Evolve. I love Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. Like, they're repetitive, yeah, but fuck, are they good. They're exciting, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're fun games. Um, 
get me online with four people and I'll die in five seconds, but I'll I'll witty it up. I'll make some witticisms and I'll throw some explosives in the wrong area of the fucking whole place. But great games. Um, and then Evolve, it was it was hyped up a lot. IGN did that thing where they released each of the monsters. They were like, oh, check out this new monster. And I was like, all right, I'm into this, let's do this. We don't know how the monster works. <laughs> yeah. Massive. Though. We haven't played the gameplay yet. How do we interpret what the monster's going to work like? But um, but the way that <laughs> okay. I the way that I imagined it working was you'd start. Did you ever play um spore? Oh yeah. You'd yeah. start off not as a cell, but you'd start off as a smaller creature, like a like yeah, a, uh, like a tiny little thing. You'd build bacterium and, then you'd, and all that. And yeah, grow you'd, legs. you'd eat like animals in the environment. Depending then on you what make animals a penis you monster. eat. Yeah. Depending <laughs> on what animals you eat, your stats would change. Yeah. And then you would evolve, and you'd go like into a pupil state, and you'd be sitting there. It'd be like a It'd essentially be a half hour game. Every online game would be half an hour. And um and in the end, after you'd gone through the pupil stage, if they couldn't find you, or you could you could like put false ones down, you know, it'd be really cool. You could like it'd be like really expansive. Hmm. And then you'd pop down, you'd be like, Oh final stage I'm in my final form, I've gone Super Saiyan four <laughs> or whatever it is. And then you go chasing after people and shooting fire out your dick and stuff like that. Like go mad, basically. Yeah. You become Godzilla. It's nothing like that. It's so fucking weird. I can't even. I thought Evolve was like just you shooting giant monsters or some shit. See, that's what I thought. That's what yeah. I thought. Well, maybe not because I just gave you what I thought and it was completely different from that. <laughs> but that's besides the point. It starts off with the Titanfall style thing. You're in a plane, you drop down, you're like, you're like, oh, we're getting ready for the hunt, and like you got all these people that like stereotypes. Everyone's doing like, those dropping things yeah, now. I don't know. Why. What Medal of Honor? Medal of Honor Airborne did it first. Yeah, it just means you don't have to have spawn locations, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. It's, Bit of a cheat, yeah. um, but anyway. So Medal of Honor didn't have that. They had the plane thing. You just picked the spawn. No, point. Medal of Honor Airborne. You could actually pilot yeah, your parachute just... down and land where you wanted to. It was actually quite cool because it meant no one could spawn that. camp you. You could yeah. land where you want. Yeah. Yeah, but they could shoot you at the sky. And Section Eight did it as well. Oh yeah, Section Eight was shit though. Yeah. Yeah, atrociously bad. Um, but anyway, so um, so yeah, you drop down and you enter this thing, and your hint that the monster is about is there is a thing that pops up and it says the monster is scared some birds. So you run. And you run towards the birds that've been scared. <laughs> your monster has scared some birds. Yeah, the monster has scared some birds, and so you have to chase. <laughs> your towards... monster has lightly agitated a badger. <laughs> the monster tread on the leaf. Tread on the leaf. Sorry. And um, so you run towards this thing, and it like gives you like a meter mark, and you're like 150 meters away. Like you dash it over there, but you are never fast enough for you to get there in time to see the monster. Because five seconds later, it'll agitate some more birds on the other end of the map. And you'll be like, oh, it's 175 meters away. The thing's just so fucking fast. And, like, I shot at it. I was this guy with this massive chain gun thing. I think he's the hunter. Yeah, I've chosen support as my starting class, but I couldn't get a game going last night. The menu was nice, though. It ran 60 frames per second. I was quite pleased with that. It's a menu. It doesn't do anything. 60 frames of the option. If I have the frame counter switched on on Shadowplay, it comes up in Spotify. <laughs> Certain songs will run at three frames per second, I find. But um, there's some songs like I was listening to Mastodon last night. And he came up at naught frames per second. I wasn't impressed. Dropping in Mastodon. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, you just fucking you chase it. It's like it's like where's Wally the game? You're just trying to fucking find this thing. That <laughs> if you... Where's Wally was a first person yeah, shooter and awesome. Was a first person shooter that involved murder yeah. and hunting. Um, but it's just it's really fucking irritating. Um, like I said, like I had hopes. Like I, I should have probably watched some more gameplay videos before I started. But I hate doing that. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm cutting myself out of previews these days. Yeah. I watch a trailer, but I won't watch all this shit much about else, like, like journalism right now that's going on. How a certain group of twats and cunts are saying that it's not about game. It's not about game journalism. It's Eleven ethics. dislikes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always have to get them in there. Yeah. Um, but like, certain twats say it's not about ethics and it, it's about ethics and games journalism. It, it, just don't read games journalism. You just, just give me an excuse to post my um. 
Michael Myers picture on it. It's so irritated. Um, but yeah, but so yeah just... I'm cutting previews because they're just so much lies now. And yeah. even when you have the um, previews that are written by people, yeah, um, they're tainted by the fact that they're going to be at some sort of venue held by the publishers who are going to be massaging their egos. And you'll see, when I worked in video game QA. Um, um, on Battlefield Bad Company we would play against journalists and we were always told to play badly on purpose so they would feel empowered and feel really good about themselves so you'd have to play so you're basically manipulating what the preview's going to be because they'll feel like oh this game's really balanced we've had a lot of fun when really we've let them win like we've made them feel like they're making progress like I would literally spin on the start spot instead of fighting the journos but yeah I, um, I could never do that <laughs> Never lie to them, um, but it's it's just it's so fucking weird. If they had some some more structure to it, so if it was like the things you ate and and the things you ate, if you could catch the monster before a certain time, you could just kill it. Mm. They if they did that, can you lure them out and stuff like that? Or pardon? Can you lure them out? Yeah, you can do. It. And you have got like this portable arena that you can place down and then like get stuck in there. Yeah, and you can fight it in there, and that reduces a little bit. But you can climb everything. <laughs> So there's no no, like um, monster hunter esque system where you like have to do certain things to get monsters to appear. No, no, it's just it's controlled by a player, so just runs around going. So it's just team hunting because one player gets to be the monster, don't they? And they give him one round. Essentially, it's like it's what is the uh, John Claude Van Damme film where he gets hunted? All of them. No, Hard Target. It's like Hard Target the game. It's hard Target? <laughs> yeah, it's got Arnold Vuslu in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lance, Lance Hendrickson, yeah. yeah great John Woo's classic. Right now, shut yeah, up. Yeah, no, freaking no hard target. He chucks a grenade down for Lance Henriksen's pants. No, it's Arnold. Vers- no, it is Lance Henriksen. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. And then does his roundhouse kick to knock him backwards, and he falls back and goes, <laughs> and then blows up from his pants. I don't know what kind of pants he was wearing, but mine yeah. don't have like a little basket for grenades in there. Do you think they were just really it's, tight? No, he actually shoved them down his underwear. Oh, really? Yeah, he got them in the pouch. Yeah, tight ways. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, evolve. Just a confusing fucking puddle of mess. Yeah, my mate Luke said, "Meh." That was his review of it. I really wanted to like it. I probably will still buy the full per- yeah. full thing, but I'm going to wait until it goes well, down. I'm going to play it tonight, and I'll record footage to chuck over this. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to record about ten minutes of footage. So, is that so, how long we've been talking about? This? Yeah, well, amongst other things, but we'll, yeah, but that's what I'm going to roughly do. I'll uh, chuck it on there. I'll see what it's like. And don't tell us. Know. Don't tell us all your secrets. Then. No, people will copy us. Then <laughs> editing. Yeah. So, what was your score for Evolve Beat okay, Alpha I, so far? I don't even have a score for it because I'm just so fucking yeah. confused as to what I was playing. Do you reckon they could do stuff to tiny it up and make it? Yeah, like like yeah. I said, just have like because they call it an alpha. It's not an alpha. Start off as a smaller <laughs> creature and then eat creatures within the environment. Depending on what creatures you eat and how your stats are affected, you should become one of the three or however many monsters they're going to be in the final edit. Oh yeah, yeah, you so have to like, pick your so, yeah. You can yeah. be like a kraken if you eat a lot of birds, and you, you have to pick a monster you. from the start. Then no, no, just picks one randomly depending oh. on the environment. But like, just imagine that. Like, if you eat more birds, you get the ability to fly, hmm. but you've got a lower amount of attack damage, but you've got a higher health and you can fly. Yeah, like imagine that. That just mixes it up and it just keeps it fresh. So each game, you're not fighting the same fucking monster. Yeah, I mean it's the same model. You can even mess with the opponents, couldn't you, by starting off building towards a strength thing and then yeah. eating birds so you're flying strength monsters. And imagine how they could do it. They could corral creatures in certain areas. So you could have certain creatures would be in certain environments hmm. and you'd have to make sure you get rid of the higher level targets so the better creatures so that it can't evolve to be this. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Why aren't we making games? Um, I was going to make a game once, but I got very lazy. I drink far too much. Yeah, that's good reasons. Shit. Good reasons. Right. 
So oh, yeah, you so haven't yeah. got a score for that. Yeah, minus, it's the alpha though, isn't it? So it's not complete. I don't give. There's no fucking excuse. It's no. not really an alpha. I can tell you that. Even yeah, it's yeah. not because it's it's going to be out in what a month. Two if months? it's an alpha, you wouldn't even get the game started ninety percent of the time. Um, well, I can assure you. Do you remember Daisy when it was an alpha? Was that was never an actual alpha. That would be a beta. You reckon? Could you play it and go through a scenario from start to finish? No. Like, would it crash? Like, you get trapped indoors. Yeah, but you? would you? Would it? Would it actually work? Would you actually be able to play? For a certain amount of times and hit an end game scenario. I don't expect there to be a menu if it's just no. an alpha, do you? No, alpha would have a menu of some kind, but the definition of an alpha to beta, a, a game is. Alpha is when it's still in the stage where they're just putting things in there. Yeah. A beta is when it's technically possible, even if you have to use some way of skipping past things to skip levels or all this sort of stuff, yeah. but it'd be possible to experience each level from start to finish. It may crash part way through and stuff like this, okay. but it would be technically possible to finish each section. So if you could re- if you could start a game and hit an end game scenario, that is a beat. It's beta stage by then. Okay. Okay. So yeah. When is it released? Uh, um, Evolve like March next year, something like that. Really? They yeah. don't really have long, but I'd, I'd like them to fix mm. those. Put those things I said in. Yeah. Do that. Rework the entire game. Hire me. Make this the Huxley of this generation. Hire me, <laughs> and I will I will help you out. Like I'll do it pro bono. Just give me a copy of the game. Oh shit, if you can get me a copy of the game, <laughs> I'll review it higher. <laughs> yeah. For the Xbox One, please. Yeah, send us a review copy. Yeah, send um, us review copies. We do some paid advertising, we, yeah, paid we'll, promotion. We'll link this to their, to their, their, yeah. their Twitter. <laughs> I'll separate it, we'll put it up there. Um, we'll ask them for a paid for promotion deal. We can be like all those top YouTube stars. <laughs> like Game Grumps and all that. We'll disclose at the start, don't worry, we're ethical and shit. Because, you know, it's. I mean, we'd have to be ethical though, because we're not women. Um, we'd have to worry about repercussions. Well, we don't have to take the death and rape threats quite so seriously because we're stronger than all of them. I invite them. Um. I that doesn't make it. Jesus, that's how you fight them. Because if you say I'll I'll take it, then it's not rape anymore, and then they don't get interested. Yeah, exactly. I just I just challenge every one of them to a fight. Anyone who feels like a woman deserves to get that kind of treatment, come at me, bro. Come at me. Yeah. I won't. I won't have a weapon. I will just be oiled up and wearing a pair of Russian underwear. Your weapon will your boner. Just charge at them. Beat your face with a bow <laughs> Like at the end of Serbian film. There's a beautiful film. <laughs> Have you seen Serbian film? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> where he kills a guy with his erection. Oh no, it's not even that. It's the ending where he's just like, oh, I've been here before. Oh, it's my son. <laughs> anyway, my next wife. review, I'm going to review a classic film. Possibly one of the greatest works of cinema of all time. Um, oh wait, no, I'm wrong. It's called Slugs. You've seen Slugs. I like Slugs. <laughs> slugs is a classic. I like I'm like, I kind of love it. It's not a good film. All right now, calm down. He, I can totally understand if everyone loves this film as like one of those so bad it's good movies. No, it's just a good film. <laughs> um, Stop picking on this movie. Did you know? I, I picked up on this when I was watching it. One of my, my guys talking to on Twitter, who's quite a horror fan, he was the one who told me first get Slugs when I was on there when I was looking for films for Horror Month about a month ago. I was I tell you about slugs at Everyone's told me about Slugs. Yeah. But when I was looking through stuff for Horror Week, I put a shout on Twitter saying, who wants, what film should I do? Yeah. And one guy came back to me with Society, Slugs, and Halloween. I said, well, I've already done Halloween. I've already just ordered Society. So, yeah, Slugs. Um, that was uh, once tricky on Twitter. Thanks for recommending. But he <laughs> yeah, recommended funny. that to me. And he said, um, have you been able, have you got a copy where the audio is perfectly in sync? Because whenever I see it, it never seems so to be in sync. ADR. And I was like, no, it's it's in sync. It's just that it's done in ADR. Do you know why that is? Why? Half the film was shot in Spain. Like, they basically... the that director, makes sense now. Yeah, the director basically shot pretty much everything without the American actors that were there. You know, the lead two guys. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. And the like, 
because you know the um, the lead guy's got the Spanish wife who's yeah. called Concha something other. Um, yeah, it's the, the guy in the, the old, thing. The, the guy gets killed well. in the toilet. Yeah, who's blatantly completely overdone. Yeah. But none of them can speak proper English, so they shot it all. And it's it's this is what I like about it. It's a film made in the sort of late eighties. It looks like it was made in the seventies. The music feels like it came from the sixties. Like the first part of the film is like but da but da 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 like that. Oh, it's bell bottoms at one point. Oh, god, yeah. Did you see them. <laughs> but um. What I kind of love about it is that it reminds me of like Lucio Fulci Giallo films. It's not quite a Giallo film, but you have got unnecessary nudity. Well, I mean, not that nudity is ever unnecessary. Um, oh, you took the bed scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You see a little bit of dick tip in that. Um, you know, for the ladies. Um, you've got like typical movie. Giallo stuff. You've got the weird sound effects that are out of no- noise level with everything else. The slug noise that goes. Oh, it's the doors closing. Every time a door yeah. closed, the, it was like it was like the biggest door in the world. <laughs> yeah, um, I love the British scientist guy. Yes, absolutely amazing. Just the bald guy with glasses. Yes, yeah. at the end of the film, he's like, "You wouldn't have completed it if it wasn't for him, Jack." <laughs> like, he's just so amazing. Like, he reminds me of Professor Frink if he wasn't quite so insane. Like, Jack's without the flying. <laughs> I am. Um, whenever I watch a film. Yeah, whenever I watch a film that's got something like that, I always call them Captain Science. Captain Science. Captain Science. Did you notice when they captured the one slug, took it to the lab, and there was three slugs inside the thing? <laughs> um, and the rat, that's the, the poor little hamster, they've stuck a fake slug to the back of. Like, you know when you see those things, if there was ever a documentary about that was made, the staple gun would be somewhere on shot of them, and it was just a poor hamster. But yeah, everything about the film is just, it's, it's a car crash, but Shut up, the thing that. with it, when it comes to being so bad, it's good. I think, like, it kind of really teeters on the edge of just being bad. No, like there is no. There's, there, it's, it's inept, but I don't think it's quite troll too inept. No, no, it's, it's not samurai cop inept. It's <laughs> like, brilliantly made. Yeah, masterful cinema. I think that you're missing the point. It's it's an ecological disaster. The freaking makeup effects, the gore effects, are actually really cool. Oh, the woman's face, the old woman. Yeah, the one with them, and they're inside of her. They come out of her face. That yeah, well, the dude's eyeball explodes with the um friggin' yeah. yeah. That one random bit where it cuts to a guy in a shed in a like the um lettuce, like the place where all the lettuce is being stored, <laughs> and he's just like decomposing. His stomach just explodes, <laughs> and then later you hear about it on the you hear him say, "Oh, the police have gone to investigate some dude who's died at uh, yeah. like yeah. a vegetable storage closet or something." But um, that just like it just cuts to that. Like, there's no. There's no narrative thread that leads to that. They don't see that build up. The teenagers that exist, like the one they girl just gets to killed. Fuck each other and die. But, no, they're only there because at one point earlier in the film they mention that his wife is a teacher, and they have a scene of her at school. So now that the school kids have appeared in the film, they have to be characters too. So they have to have a like sequence where they're having a party in the middle of the woods. And it costs a lot of money for extras. So Why do the slugs them? drag her body away? <laughs> My favourite bit. Because I, I laughed at this, and I don't know if anyone else would. But they're in the sewers. He yeah. puts down the bag of meat or whatever they've brought for, to distract him. They walk around the corner. They go, oh, we should distract him. And then he walks back and picks up the bag of meat. Like, why? He's considering Nothing. where to place it. He's but, trying to see where it looks best. Feng Shui. It's all Feng Shui. Nothing happens while he's gone. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'll go back and get it. And then something bad happens to his friend. He comes back, and then the bad thing happens. And then he just climbs across the pole over the top. When they were like, oh, how are we going to get across this? Like, It's really weird to, to liken this to... Have you seen um, the film Spiders? 
think so, yeah. There's spiders, ticks, there's loads of films. Isn't spiders the um, Wes Craven film? Sharon Stone's in it. No. Really early. God, that sounds sounds high budget. No, I'm talking about Gary (laughs) Gary Daniels or... Dan Fold or whatever. If Gary Daniels is in it, I need to watch it. Gary Daniels. Woken's legend. Woken's Gary, Dan- Gary Daniels. Um, I'm going to look it up and make sure. <laughs> but no, it, it comes from a long line of those creature features where there's a final boss and there's no final <laughs> boss. Have you Wait, noticed that? Spiders. Uh, 2000 or 2013? 2000. Because there's a new film last year. Oh, wow. Is yeah. that the third in the Spiders trilogy? Is that the finale? This one's got... Uh, Lana Perilla, Josh Green. That's it. Green. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, I guess I should find this film then. Um, I've got it, if you want a copy. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so, yeah, so it comes from a long line of films where it's a really weird film because it doesn't follow this narrative. But usually the creature, whatever it may be, mutant or otherwise, um, it attacks the villagers and steadily they find a way that they can stop it. And then yeah. as they go to the place where they go to stop it, it's always the perfect environment for that creature to thrive. There's a massive one. Like a fuck-off van-sized slug. Yeah, this needed a giant slug. And it doesn't have a giant slug. What if all the slugs banded together into a giant slug? They Voltron no, up. No, because, because you're talking about society now, and we've got to stop that. Oh, <laughs> so that's yeah. later. Man, that film goes full Cronenberg. Yeah, it does go full I Cronenberg. I managed to fit a reference to Rick and Morty into my review, thanks to that oh, film. because the Cronenbergs. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. No, yeah, society does does that. It has the whole... But it's, it's usually the way that a horror film builds. There's always that final conflict. Cause once the final scene has to be an explosion. Stuff, it's the cum yeah. shot of the film. It's an like, explosion, or it's a giant creature that you shoot with a harpoon gun whilst it's got a gas tank in its mouth. You know, it's just... it's anything <laughs> Smile, like motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> the scene in Jaws. My favourite scene in Jaws is the one that most people don't remember. It's the one with the cat Captain has the um, has the beer. He finishes off a beer and crushes it. And it cuts to Richard Dreyfus, and he's got the polystyrene cup with tea in it. And he finishes his tea <laughs> and then crushes the polystyrene cup. <laughs> it's just oh, like machismo does. Um, but anyway, yeah. So slugs. I love slugs. I love all yeah. the creature features. Like no matter how bad they are, spiders, ticks. You've got things like I hate the ones that frogs. are trying really desperately to be bad when they're trying on purpose. Yeah, to but be even then, schlocky. even then, there's something there's something lovable about them mm. because they've always got to have this collection of animals that have no rhyme or reason. <laughs> no, I can't stand Sharknado. I'm not. Going I to don't know Sharknado. Fuck, fuck that because that's bad on purpose. And that's I'm not too thing. keen on watching Big Ass Spider because that kind of looks like I've watched that. And it's not great. No, exactly. It? It, but Eight Legged Freaks is a freaking enjoyable I love film. Yes, Eight Legged Freaks was yeah. so knowingly weird. Yeah, it re- it, it justified David Arquette's existence. Oh yeah, yeah. Dougie Doug's in it. Scarlett Johansson. Dougie Doug. Yeah, he's the guy. Blimey. Yeah, he's the guy. He's in. Is he? No, he's not in Scooby Doo. He's in House. Hey, here's a weird thing for House you. House Party. I got Dougie Doug mixed up with the guy from Scooby Doo. You remember the first Scooby Doo film? Yeah. Do you remember the black guy that's in the hut? Yeah. yeah. On the beach, and he tells him the whole plot. Yeah. He's the same guy from Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> the one in the weird khaki vest and nice. camo pants with a massive like. Like Brillo cream, like hairdo, and it's awesome. I saw that and I was like, oh, really bad parenting on my parents' behalf for the fact that I saw Return of the Living Dead before I thought, saw Scooby Doo in 2002. But it still wasn't that long ago. Jesus, I was watching those films when I was a little kid. But yeah, no, when it comes to when it comes to Slugs, I love it. It's yeah. it's just so fucking batshit insane. Yeah. And they don't make enough films like that anymore because it had a budget. It had quite a good budget for the... Yeah, they made a little slug with teeth. Yeah. <laughs> they invented a creature that doesn't exist. Do you think they just took some licorice and <laughs> mushed it together and split it in the front? I just, I just can't imagine. Because that's a real finger going into it yeah. that it chose to buy. They had to make a tiny little puppet to yep. do that. And it's too big to be... Its mouth opens and it... They had to make a tiny little mechanism to yeah. make this puppet open its mouth. Yeah. 
Or did they use a perspective shot? Did they use forced perspective? I, I, I think you're elevating slugs to a point where I'm starting to Was the to finger like right in front of the camera and the no, slug was actually slugs quite large? No, slugs doesn't trick me. It's all real. It's a documentary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they used a lot of slugs. They killed a lot of slugs. <laughs> Alfonso Ribeiro died in the film Ticks. It wasn't a film. It was a documentary. It was it's Seth Green saved the day and, and <sighs> Alfonso Ribeiro was killed by a slug. Tick, oh yeah, slugs. I don't know what. To, I'm not going to give it a score. Oh, should I give it a score? It's you can't give it a score, can you? No, because it's <clears> too good. It doesn't. It doesn't need a score. Just <laughs> give it all your time. It's not a film like. I don't think I'm going to ever love it as much as I love like Troll Two or friggin' like Ninja Terminator, which is one of my favourite bad movies of all time. See, I I prefer it. But Nin- but I, yeah. but see, my problem is that I like having. You know, when you've got a human protagonist and you're like, oh, I know what he's going to do. With slugs, it's like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> and that's the point. It's just the like anecdote. twenty minute period where he's just going from person to person to There's convince them to do something. The scene to... where he goes to the man, he goes, he goes, you need to shut the water off, and he goes, are you stupid? We've got people visiting, and it comes back again. And he goes, slugs, <laughs> they're man eating slugs, and where anyone else would go, oh god, has he got evidence? He just goes like, no, there's visitors coming. <laughs> It's like your grandparents when you're playing in the mud. It's like, I don't want to clean. I'm just going to go out in the mud. No, I don't listen to reason right now. Go and clean. That's a, it's a beautiful film, though. I'm going to give it um, billion, 11 billion. Billions and billions. Yeah, all the billions. It can have all the points. Yeah. Right. Your review. All right. I'm going I'm going outside. I'm in sequential order here. Yeah, um, I always do. Yeah, I don't, really, I don't really have an order most of the time. Um, okay, good. I'm going to do... Volgar the Barbarian. Volgar the Barbarian, I don't know. Three on Xbox One right now. Three on Xbox One right now. So, Volgar the Barbarian is essentially a Mega Drive game, not made as well. (laughs) You know how, um, you know how back in the day when they made Mega Drive games, they made stuff like Shakan the Forever Man, and they, they did everything they could with that technology. When you dial back what you can do with technology to make something that looks like one of those games, it's just... Like, can you imagine what would happen if these people didn't go, all right, it's an 8-bit game. Let's have mechanics outside of the 8-bit genre, though. Let's go a bit nuts. And you get something like Binding of Isaac, which is great. Yeah. Which is, which is you know, it's Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. Doing all sorts Brilliant. of stuff you wouldn't be able to do on old consoles. Exactly. And then you get something like this, and it just... Ugh. Like, it was free, so I can't really complain too much. Well, I can. Yeah, Fuck you, can. you. It's a product. Um, but, like, I've, it's becoming less less and less sort of necessary to have Xbox Live. Hmm. It, now that, you know, you've got so many different options for playing games, like you play on PC for When they're offering up games that are, like, five, six years when, old as your free game. Like, it's not even that. It's just when they're offering games that are new indie games. And I understand, I respect the developer, but not everyone is going to like this. In fact, very few people will like this. Yeah. You should do something that's going to give you... You know that boost. It's going to get make people go. Oh, I really want to play this. Like, I think it's better to put out underrated games that people maybe yeah. skipped past. Like put out something like that's at least Dungeon Defenders. They did a little while ago. A lot of people skipped past that on Xbox. Actually, Great quite game. decent. Great game. Yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, but when it comes to the Xbox One, especially when it's like this flagship system, the people that you're currently catering for hmm. are people that are willing to invest in your technology early. Yeah, they're willing to believe the promises that you make in those adverts. And for that first year, it's Mugs. only going to be those dedicated people that actually do that. Yeah. And you're fucking us. Like, <laughs> you're literally taking our money and going, ha that goes in the swag bag and you can have this napkin. You have this little <laughs> have you seen what off. they've done to Xbox Live Rewards recently? No. And they've geared it completely against just being a loyal customer and made it more about how, literally, about how much you spend. Like, you know how they had the thing where, um, no. like, 
Xbox Live Reward's quite cool. Like, you yeah, earn yeah. points for whatever you do. Like, if you answer a survey, you get 250, not Microsoft points, you get, like, their point scale, then you can trade those points for money on your system. There's too many currencies in the world. Yeah, but this is, like, they had a thing on there a while ago where, depending on how many achievement points you'd get, you'd get a percentage back of what you bought every month. Okay. So let's say you had, like, over 60,000 achievement points, you'd get, like, 5% of whatever you've purchased back the okay. next month. It's nice enough, because it means if you spent 10 quid, you've got, like you know 50p chucked on your balance or something yeah. um, they've got rid of that now and what they've done is that you if you've got over 60,000 points you can get that 5% but you have to spend a certain amount to get it so you need to spend like 40 quid or whatever to get it um, I complained a whole bunch of times whenever they gave feedback about like how it was all uh, buy these play, buy, download like 6 new games off in Xbox games on demand so they're asking you to spend like 200 quid to get a 5 quid bonus and it's just it's entirely built around that now about paying, and they need to reward the loyalty. Like I've hit my my Xbox Live account is one of the oldest Xbox Live accounts there is, and That's I got, your old man. yeah, but I <laughs> I was on the beta for the original Xbox Gold when okay. it first started on the original Xbox. Oh yeah, yeah, like I've gone through two systems, and I could be on a third now if I had an Xbox One. But um, when I hit the ten year anniversary, they gave me a gamer pick. A friend of mine in America got one of those Xbox friggin' One consoles, oh, the, the grey one. one, yeah, and he didn't want it. He was like, I don't want it. When the Xbox 360 Xbox. Like, I've, I'm... We're UK customers. We get fucked. Yeah, we get that's nothing. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like, um, I don't know if anyone knows how currency works, but when you go to a different country, they have different monies, hmm. and those different monies are worth different values. Hmm. So when we buy an iPad and it's £399, it's not the same as $399. In fact, yeah. it is one third less of that. And it's a fucking piss take that we're spending more money on games that cost you less, especially digital games. Microsoft... It's... You fucking idiots. Do you not know how currency works? Fifty nine ninety nine for any new game is ridiculous. $59.99. EA do it on Origin as well. Yeah, but think of it this way, right? You're not fucking paying for a disc. You're not paying for some paper. And you're not paying for some plastic. You're not paying for packaging. You're not paying for any delivery. All you're, you're not paying to remove stuff from this shelf. Yeah. It's not taking up storage. 40 quid is all I fucking ask. A yeah. reasonable cost is all I fucking ask. And until you're willing to do that, no one's going to buy digital games. Yeah, like um, Steam got the idea right, and why aren't other companies just ripping them off? EA have started doing a bit on Origin, the free game they do every month, and those free trials. That's quite smart, but they still put in Sims Four up there for fifty nine ninety nine, yeah. and the fifty nine ninety nine version is the one they'll show you first. And also, check this right. I bet you'll go on the American one, and it'll be fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, or it'll be an even more fucking shit in your eyes, and it'll be forty nine ninety nine. Um, a couple of years ago, when it was Battlefield's tenth anniversary, they did um. In America, it's ten dollars for any Battlefield game. Yeah. Over here, it's ten pound. So I'm just, like, do you not understand how currency works yeah. as a business? What do you think is happening? Because your consumer base is shrinking. The more times you do this, the more people buy a PC, and the more people buy a PC, the more people that get fucking Steam. And as soon as you get Steam, and you've got the humble bundles, and you've got all those options, no one's going to be buying consoles anymore. People wise up. Money isn't infinite, like infinite for people, right? You're just fucking us. You're making those people that are loyal angry and abusive towards you, and we hate you. I think Xbox Live Gold. What would be really nice is just a simple thing. Not that I, because I can't stand player entitlement. There's a lot of gamer entitlement, but I think if you're paying forty quid a month, it wouldn't hurt to maybe knock ten percent off your first transaction on Xbox Live that month. Oh, like, so like instead of forty pound, you thirty six pound for your first game by that month. Yeah. So if you yeah yeah, so you get probably cost them less money over the year. But you yeah. know what they wouldn't do that for. You know why they wouldn't do that? Because there'd be four quid they miss out on. Yeah, because they don't be... want some of the money or most of the money. They want all the money. Yeah, 
Just fuck it. What is wrong with people? Like, do you understand? Yeah. Like, no what were we reviewing? Volgar the Viking. <laughs> Volgar the Viking. Um, it's not. It's worth... a decent game though, but it's not. Uh... No, it's not. It's not worth getting on Xbox One. It's not a HD game. It's not this this great system showing off hmm. d- like awesomeness. It's, it's certainly just... a step down from Guacamole, you'd say. Yeah, because Guacamole is amazing. Yeah, freaking Even superb. Even Chariot is Chariot. The stuff that goes on the screen. I played that. I won't play that. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty decent. Um, but just you know. When when you're not even throwing scraps, when you're throwing a picture of the meal you ate two days ago to people, it's not a, it's not a donation. It's not it's not you entertaining your client. It's you fucking us. Yeah, I really I've had enough of it. That's the problem. Like you watch PS Plus, and they get two indie games. Hmm. They get like and six get games a month, don't they? Now two it's new like... indie games. They got two for PS3, two for PS Vita, two for PS4, hmm. and they're always indie games, right? And they always get two of them. Microsoft could do the exact same thing, but they won't. Because their dick is so firmly lodged, they chuck full blown games up there as well on PS Four, PS One, PS Four, PS Three, which is quite smart. Yeah, I've got blooming Costume Quest on my PS Three from one time I was on Xbox on PS PlayStation Plus. Yeah, because it was one of the ones where if you downloaded it, you kept it afterwards. Do you think it's the difference between um, uh, is it is it Japanese Sony? Um, and that, Sony's a Japanese company yeah. but PlayStation Plus was an invention of the American yeah but side. Like, I think it's that Japanese company just honouring their customers their clients yeah. whilst you've got the American company which is Microsoft yeah Microsoft is very much a how can we get them to pay company yeah. rather than how can we ask them to pay like but, um, Sony oh. have added value to it like PlayStation Plus at first when it was all games that was quite cool yeah. but you weren't you had the online for free but PlayStation 4's online is much better than PS3's online no it's not it's not great I I never had I, PS3 was a nightmare for really? me. Really? Yeah, absolute yeah. nightmare. Xbox is good, but like the problem is that it's just you know I'd rather they I'd rather they they just fucking wise up and be nice to their customers because they're not going to have any soon. The the world of free games and cheaper games and all that shit is coming in so quickly. Yeah, it's getting to the point now where you just you fucking get left behind in the. They're chucking out vulgar the scraps. Yeah. Whilst on Xbox 360, what was it? Red Faction Guerrilla, which is Good. Yeah, it's a full game. But six years old. Yeah, and Viva and Pinata too. I'm yeah. a massive fan of Viva Pinata. I've got the original Viva Pinata in that special edition plastic yeah. box. You know, the one that was like... Yeah, yeah, it yeah. looked like a kid's game. Like one of those, you know, those Bob the Builder DVDs yeah. with the handle on the top of the case. Why was that game marketed to kids? It's about animals fucking. Yeah. Slaughter, you just kill them. Like you, you smack them with shovels. You kill them, fuck people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just Volgar the, Vi- the Barbarian or whatever it is. Viking, yeah. Is it Viking? Yeah, Volgar the Viking, yeah. It's an alright game. It's just, it wouldn't... It wouldn't feel out of place on just a phone. It doesn't feel like a console game. It doesn't yeah. feel like they've had much time in it. It's just, just I wouldn't recommend it. Sweet. What am I going to review next? Oh, no. Oh, um, it's a bit of a downer now. I'll review something you know nothing about. Go for it. <laughs> um, I'm going to review last week's WWE pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell. Woo! Which, um, I like my wrestling. I don't watch Raw and SmackDown every week because I don't want to watch five hours of rematches and repeated content and recaps and crap like that. Um... So I just watched the pay-per-views pretty much, because that's when stuff happens. And the show got off to a really good start. Um, we've got two wrestlers who are friggin' amazing right now, Dolph Ziggler and Antonio Cesaro. They're both excellent. Neither um, of those names are Ultimate Warrior, so I don't know what you're talking he's about. He's dead. I'm what? Afraid. Ultimate Warrior died. When? Um, two days after WrestleMania this year. Oh. He did his Hall of Fame induction at WrestleMania, came out on Raw, gave a little bit of a speech, and then died the next day. Literally dropped dead, leaving his hotel. Oh. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it was they had both put, they had a match. It was a two out of three falls match. I love two out of three falls matches because I like the you know the idea of them vying back and forth, proving who's best. It's a really good way to settle a feud, as it were. But it usually only works when you have three falls, and this one only had two. Like Dolph Ziggler won both, which made Antonio Cesaro look weak. Um, but it was a decent match while it lasted, but way too short. 
Um, and they have like followed it up with a whole bunch of matches I gave zero shits about. Like they had um, a tag team match, yeah. which was a decent match, but like I don't need to see the Usos who are basically you remember Rikishi. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that his kids. He's got twins. What? They're wrestlers. What? Yeah, they're like in their twenties, man. Rikishi's old. Yeah, but and they what? were going up against <laughs> Dustin Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes, and such kids. You know, Dusty Co- Rhodes Cody sounds like uh, sounds like you a know, gold dust. Oh right, yeah. yeah. And his other kid, Cody Rhodes, who is now Stardust. They basically both got their glammed up gold face paint gimmick going on. This is why I don't watch wrestling. But this is like the th- third month in a row. I swear I've had that match. Oh really? But. The middle of the card. One thing I'll give him credit for, this was excellent. The main event wasn't like John Cena. It wasn't even main eventers. The main event was the feud that people cared about the most, which is two wrestlers, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. They've not been in WWE for long, like a year and a half, I'd say. Okay. Maybe two years now coming on. Um, they were in a team called The Shield for a long time. Shield ran wild. People loved them. The thing that they do Michael really Chiklis. well... <laughs> yeah, it, Michael Chiklis was their manager. Um, <laughs> the thing that The Shield did really well, and what Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins get, is they remember how chaos can be really entertaining. Yeah. And that's what the 90s wrestling had. Like, late 90s, early 2000s, the Attitude Era was all about you know, crazy shit going on. and like, People stuff. just, like... They wouldn't just bounce into the turnbuckle. They would throw themselves into it with everything they've got. Like, mm. if they were going over the top rope, they wouldn't do the nice safe one where they put their hand on the apron and fall. They would just launch themselves straight over it. And that's what they do. They put everything they've got into it. And their main event was awesome. It was a Hell in a Cell match. Okay. Because obviously it's a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. There was two Hell in a Cell matches on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, and in during the build-up to it, Mick Foley came out and chatted to them both. Mick Foley oh, and, no way! Yeah, Mick Foley has a bit of a background with Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Because the original plan to bring Dean Ambrose in was was they were going to do this whole thing where they were arguing with each other over Twitter, okay. and then they were going to bring it into the show. Twitter, how wrestling has changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they actually used Twitter for feuds, but um, <laughs> as a way of calling a reference. Because this match, like it was like it was, I wasn't going to say it was a brilliant match. It was a it was a messy match, but it was like a love up to the Hell in a Cell matches that have happened in the past. Okay, um, they started the match on top of the cell. Dean Ambrose goes to the top of the cell. He had a kendo stick thing in a like a uh, quiver. Okay, so he goes to the top of the cell and he's calling Seth Rollins up, and Seth Rollins sends his stooges up there and then goes up after him and they have a fight on top of the cell, which is how um, friggin' Mick Foley's Cactus um, Jack versus. Was it Triple H started off? No, uh, no mercy. He Mark, starts off on top of the cell. Michael always Douglas. one against Mark. no. Was versus it, Undertaker. Was it Kirk Douglas or Michael no. Douglas that played Captain Jack? <laughs> no, Cactus, Cactus, Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. No, it was um, Cat, Cat, it was um, Mick Mankind versus Undertaker was the one starting on top of the cell. Um, the new cell they have now is much taller than the old one. You can't throw someone off the top of it. Like okay. it's like a good like seven to ten feet taller. Also, although it's bigger, it's a downgrade really because they used to throw people. Yeah, off there. but they still did a spot off the side of it. They were halfway down the side. They were smacking each other around. Yeah bashing each other's head into the cage and then both of them fall off and smash through the one of the announce tables each because there's two announce tables there and they just so it was a good 15 foot fall yeah. and then they did the whole spot with, from that classic head in a cell match where one of them's on the stretcher the other one gets off runs over yeah, yeah. and pounds the shit out of him drags him off the stretcher and they carry on the fight yeah. um, they did all the like table spots like throwing them through the table that's rest up against the inside of the cage they did all these little things it even ended the same way the first head in a cell match ended with the lights going out and someone invading which Kind of robs you of a feud conclusion, like because all. I'm not invested enough, so I don't don't really mind. But but it was sounds entertaining. But the whole match was a love up to Hell in Cells. By contrast, the midway through the event, like they always have a nine event, nine o'clock main event. Yeah. So they always like this. They have a big match an hour into the show, another big match at the end. Okay. Um, 
the nine o'clock main event was John Cena versus Randy Orton in the Hell and Cell match. Awesome. Which you generally think would be the main event. Yeah. There isn't right now because Brock Lesnar's world champion and he doesn't do TV too often. He turns up like once every few months. They're world champions barely in the company. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. He's a scary man. Yeah, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'd like to try and fight him. But I would lose miserably. You know, like I'd like you'd to die. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't think you'd kill me. I think you'd probably um, aim for his kidneys if you're going to go for him. Because he, he had to have his um, stomach, like loads of his intestines, removed and stuff. That's why he's not in UFC. Why? He had a um, condition that was rotting his intestines up. Like Almost killed him. Disease. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he had to have his guts removed. Um, poor bugger. Probably. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't have a colostomy bag. But um, friggin even if he did, he'd probably still fight people. Yeah, John Cena, Randy Orton's head in a cell match. A special move could be he removes it and pours it in their mouth, <laughs> strangles them like no, no, in Ricky, just, Legend like, of Ricky. <laughs> pulls out his intestines and strangles them like, like he goes, Legend uh, of the Story of Ricky O. You'll eventually die of diphtheria <laughs> <laughs> or Ebola. Or Ebola, yeah. depending on if he's got Ebola. But um, John Cena, Randy Orton, midway through the event, proving why for about the five billionth time because Jesus we've had this match they even referenced during the match that they've had a Hell in a Cell match a couple of years previously yeah but the exact same I'm match I'm imagining I'm, something very similar to Star Wars I've seen them just th- those two have matches too often they haven't they're not even got good chemistry together it's like they don't even do put you, on great matches do you not matches. think they could be a real, like, a real couple no <laughs> but it's not like Rock and Stone Cold you don't get into it yeah like, well, yeah, but see, the reason you went to Rock and Stone Cold is because you've got an unbelievably charismatic object and an immovable one. Yeah, just they're both <laughs> freaking men that have had that energy. Yeah. But John Cena and Randy Orton don't. Randy Orton's a very different wrestler. John Cena just is a charisma vacuum. Do you think if you visited Stone Cold Steve Austin's house, he'd have his waistcoat hung up in the door? All of them. <laughs> like, like yeah, it's just like a rack of waistcoats. <laughs> when he goes to get dress up, it's just like <laughs> a row of waistcoats with short jorts. He's got like formal ones. Yeah. Just like the rock, but, I imagine the rock's got eyebrows, like <laughs> just hung up on the wall, like famous eyebrows. Of his uh, butch lesbian look that he used to have in the nineties, yeah. with his polo neck shirt and his fanny pack. Yeah, <laughs> now that was when he used to play American football when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, butch lesbian. Butch but lesbian. Um, yeah, that Randy Orton. I can barely remember anything of the John Cena Randy Orton match. Like it was dull as I don't know who these shit. people are. Randy Orton. Do you remember Cowboy Bob Orton in the eighties? He used to always have a broken arm. No. Oh, he was a legend, man. John Cena's um John Cena. Yeah. I know who John Cena is. He's yeah. that guy who dresses like a preppy He was in the Marine. Oh, twelve fuck, rounds. That's that an awful film. Twelve rounds is good. I will defend twelve Which rounds. Which one's twelve rounds? Um Die Hard with a Vengeance. Like the one where oh, some It's the one with the guy who was yeah, in no, um Queer as Folk wants yeah. to challenge him. Yeah, I like that film. Terrible. It's Die Hard. It's like, it's yeah. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um but yeah, that match was dull, and that's the thing with it it's right now. They've like, I'm glad they went with Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins as the main event. James Rollins. Because it was, it was a cool match and everything, and they deserved it because they had the most interesting few. But generally, they don't. Generally, they would chuck Randy Orton and John Cena in the main event and rely on them. So maybe this indicates a change in direction for them, that they're willing to gamble on someone else. Like, they don't, they're not, they're willing to gamble on someone who isn't the world champion and isn't someone that they've spent ages building up or just thrust into the main event that they've chosen. They're willing to go with the person that the fans have chosen as their wrestler wait, of choice. Wait, are you saying there's a chance I could fight in King of the Ring? If you get the wrestling. fans on your side. They don't do King of the Ring anymore. Guys, guys, tweet Matt WrestleMania. Matt for champ. No, no, Matt WrestleMania. <laughs> 31, that's the next one. <laughs> that seems like a long way away. It's um, April. Alright, yeah, Matt here. WrestleMania 31. I'll, yeah. I'll get myself in shape. Yeah, yeah. I'm already close. Yeah, Butterbean had a match at WrestleMania once. All right, now I'm not that fucking massive. <laughs> I'm barely even like I'm not even weighing the same okay, as um, Butterbean's tit. 
Drew Carey was in the Royal Rumble once. What? Drew Carey was in the Royal Rumble. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. See, this is like, there was Floyd Mayweather fought Big Show once as well. Yeah, that was just, hilarious. Just fucking atrocious. Floyd Mayweather broke Big Show's nose. <laughs> oh, just fucking atrocious. But yeah, um, Hell in a Cell. can read it's directions. Like, <laughs> Hell in a Cell, we're going to say... Um, it's a bit me. 6.4. I didn't watch it, I don't fucking care. It sounds like EastEnders to me nowadays. Yeah, it's a soap opera. It is literally a soap opera. For men! Read For your... American men! Review... Review your thing. Let's talk about my thing. Let's have a look. Let's talk about your thing. I'm not. I'm no longer hungover. You'll be happy oh. to hear. You should eat more flapjacks. No, no, no. I ate two of the flapjacks. And yeah. I've also been drinking, so I'm now just getting back to being drunk again. <laughs> so this is fine. I'm probably going to get more belligerent as time goes on. Um, all right, so this week I watched a little-known movie called The Judge, starring Robert Downey Jr. and, and um, Vincent Oh, that's the one D'Onofrio. he keeps tweeting about. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. and, and uh, Dax Shepard's in it. Uh, I think Vera Farmiga is in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in it. And uh, who's the old dude? Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Yeah. Um, I'm a massive fan of courtroom dramas. Probably seems a bit out of place when I watch Slugs, but uh, <laughs> I really like courtroom dramas. The more dramatic, the better. Things like I I hate saying this, but John Grisham's A Time to Kill. I really like that film, mostly because I hate racists and I love it when they get shot. But um. When it comes to when it comes to the judge, it's a very slow boiling, and it's a very aware of who it has cast film. So there are moments where you have panning shots of Robert Downey Jr. riding a bike, and it's just like, oh, it's Robert Downey Jr. And, and there are moments where Robert Downey Jr. says something cool, and it's not cool because this man, someone who's stern, it's it's a five foot nine person talking to a seven foot tall giant who could easily tear his head off his shoulders. And that's not a stab at Robert Downey Jr. at all, but it's just a film that's so knowingly built around the idea that they have Robert Downey Jr. cast in a role that I don't think normally he would take. Hmm. I've seen The Soloist. Soloist is a very good film, and it's a similar role to that. but oh, Jamie not... Foxx, wasn't it? That was the one with Jamie Foxx, yeah, yeah but it's a less tender. He's less um well, People forget when Robert Downey Jr. was an actor and not a character. Yeah, and that's that's the problem with this. Like, it, actually, you say that I don't I don't forget all because I've seen Zodiac. Hmm. Fantastic. But then again, he was kind of Downey Junior in that he was the eccentric one. Yeah, but saying that someone's eccentric and saying that that's the only character they play are two different things because there are different types of eccentrics. There, I mean, I, I'm not going to argue because it's apples and oranges as to whether you like something or not. But in this in this case, um, the judge it's it's so fucking aware that it's got Iron Man in a role. Yeah, and I like. Like the film, I think it would have been better played with someone who was maybe less prolific. Dax Shepard's actually wonderful in it. He's quite good. There's a nice little um, scene that before he goes in, Dax Shepard's nervous, and he's he's like a he's like a small town lawyer. It's a bit quaint. Hmm. And on the side, he does like um, I think he does woodworking. And before they go in to do the court case, because Robert Robert Duvall is um, accused of murdering someone. Um, as they go and they go into court, just before they go in, he gets nervous and he has to throw up. And Robert Downey Jr. clearly having come from him, he's he's a lawyer as well. He leads him over to the grass and he says, "You're far up here because it won't splash on your shoes." <laughs> and that's just nice little moments like that. Fantastic, really underplayed. And and you know, those are the kind of moments I could see someone like a like a oh god, this is gonna be a little bit controversial. Like like a Robert, uh, not a Robert Downey Jr. Like a Mel Gibson from twenty years ago playing. Yeah, you know, seems weird to say, but like Mel Gibson from twenty years before ago. he was a racist because he would have those views back then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Before he was a racist and before Twitter, because there's aren't there isn't that much to do with phones in there. They aren't, you know, te- technology isn't a big factor. Hmm. This could have been done 
in like the 50s and it would still be an interesting story it would still be the same sort of thing is it as good as My Cousin Vinny the greatest courtroom drama holy shit no but then My Cousin <laughs> Vinny loses like five points because he doesn't have a crane kick <laughs> Ralph Macchio doesn't kick the defendant in the face and added um, points for Joe Pesci Joe Pesci <laughs> Yeah. These shoes! <laughs> Am I, do I amuse you? <laughs> Shut up, Joe Pesci. No, you're not funny. Go back to being a gangster. It's like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Lethal weapon free. God damn it. You blew it up, guys. You ruined it. Uh, but yeah, no, I give the judge... It's a solid film. It's a solid hmm. film. Six out of ten. It's just, I wish it was just so... So much more than it is. Hmm. And I think that they thought they could make it more than it is by throwing a big star in there. It's definitely got the whole um, cast everyone thing. Yeah, it's got a generic courtroom picture. You know the one with the guys' eyes? Does it have a bit where tensions rise in the courthouse and people lead to shouting? Yeah, and it also has one of those bits where um, where clearly that's not how a court operates, but they do it anyway. And like they continue questioning after someone says they're done questioning. Yeah. Once you're done questioning, if you declare you're done questioning, you go and you sit down. You don't continue questioning, but he does it anyway. And like, I would just throw something content immediately. Does it have um, the heartfelt speech that's maybe a little bit touched by spirituality to make everyone feel a little bit more? Should we go into spoilers? Are you going to see this? I don't know. Maybe we can go into spoilers. Does it go full Robin Williams at the end of most of his films in the nineties? I'm going to declare it. I'm going to declare it. (laughs) Fucking boom! Spoilers. There's going to be spoilers. Immediately skip to five minutes from now. I'll make sure I'm shut up by then. But you know, fucking, it might not even be five minutes. We'll put a time counter on. But d- oh, just fucking. Will. <laughs> Someone will put a time counter. How am I going to put a time counter on the screen on SoundCloud? Just put like. Just put like oh, yes, fair point. <laughs> just put like a note on there. Yeah. Um, Alright, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I declare spoilers at this moment in time. The judge ends with quite possibly one of the most fucking obscure scenes I've ever seen in a main, mainstream film. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. takes his dad, Robert Duval, out on a boat. The two Roberts. Robs. Robs. Um, they go out on a boat and they go fishing together. And Robert, da- Robert Duval is saying to him, look, look, son, I may have cancer and I'm dying. Oh, he's got cancer and he's dying. I may have cancer and I'm Robert Duval. I may have cancer and I'm dying. But you asked me the other day who the best lawyer I've ever worked with is. And it's you, son. And Robert Downey Jr. turns around, sips a beer... Mm. And then turns back and his dad's dead. <laughs> he's actually just dead. He's just sitting there like... Then he's like, Dad? Did Seth MacFarlane write this? <laughs> Fucking no. But I was just like... You know when you're watching, you're like... No. This is just, just written by somebody who got paid. It's like I can... It's just like the dream sequence of endings, isn't it? I think I'd hate this, Phil. You probably will, to be honest. Like, Because yeah. I fucking... Jesus Christ. I wouldn't... Uh, Sorry, six out of ten. <laughs> Thinking of talking about something that's solid, um, a solid mess. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the new film. Um, I didn't hate it as much as I was expecting it to. It didn't anger me. No, I didn't. Like, it's not. It's not Transformers Four. Like when you see Michael Bay's name attached to a film, there's a good chance you're going to hate what you're going to see mm. if you're, you know, of reasonable intelligence. Um, that's mean. No, <laughs> no. No, most people who like Transformer movies now are fucking... They've got no excuse. Like You can like people, certain stuff that happens in them, maybe. I know intelligent people that like Transformers movies. I think somehow they've tricked them into liking them. <laughs> They're hateful films. But mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, the redesign of the origin does fall into that trap of the whole everything comes from here thing. Yeah. 
the Amazing Spider-Man problem where everything is Peter's blood yep. and all the origins are stored in the basement of Norscorp. Yep. Um, yeah, April O'Neil happened to have freed the turtles when they were little from the science lab that her daddy worked out when they were testing a mutagen thing on them and then they got toxic, but Shredder wants the mutagen and all this and it's all tied together. Mm. And at the end of the building, a giant tower, Saks Tower is going to squirt its gases everywhere all over the people. I was trying to find a dick and ball joke in my review for that. I tried. Because it's a tower, Saks Tower... It's got sacks written in big words. Okay, I, I There's a tower. I see there being a joke there. And it's spewing yeah. poisonous stuff everywhere. You'd just say, uh, like. Then yeah, Sacks yeah. Tower goes limp and just drops. Yeah. Um, On the tip of Sacks. Spoilers for the end of Tales. But, um, <laughs> spoilers! Spoilers! The one thing, though, is that. Well, right, okay. So when I went to see Transformers 4. Um, five minutes into the film, they go to a cinema. There's a guy there who owns a cinema and he's selling some scrap he's got. And he's a guy dressed in cowboy boots, talks with an effeminate lisp, hates his father, like has is resentful towards his father. And when they shake hands, it visibly shows he's got a limp handshake, like a limp-wristed thing. Like, five minutes into the film and you're being hateful towards gay people. You're doing this horrible gay stereotype. Yep. There was none of that in, tra- in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Are you sure? There was none of it. There was no black guy who talks about the popo coming. Get Tony, off my grandma's lawn. None Tony of that Shalob. It's Splinter. And they that didn't. Accent. Yeah, that wasn't very good. I didn't like. But it wasn't like they didn't play him as being. Uh, it, there's no reason for him to have a Japanese accent in this. But um, but like it wasn't. It wasn't painful. It didn't. But there was, was no moment in the film where someone shoots a vagina monster like in Transformers Four. <laughs> there was no. They didn't turn a character into Scatman Crowley. Well, it wasn't even Scatman Crowley. It was a friggin' racist stereotype. He's all like, "What's up, bitches?" Like, like Jazz in the first Transformers. I'm just gonna park up here, and then he gets torn in half because the black guy has to be the first Transformer that dies. Fucking nothing in it pissed me off. Like I watched it. Even Megan Fox didn't annoy me in the film for some really? reason. No, because she actually had something resembling a character going on. Like she wanted to be a news anchor. And she was like the morning daytime TV table, so she had something to aim for. And the fact she doesn't achieve it was quite interesting because she's fired. Like she has no job at the end of the film. I kind of think that's good because now you've got somewhere for her arc to carry on in the next film, which is happening. You want there to be a sequel? There is a sequel happening. Have you seen the concept art? No. Bebop and Rocksteady and Krang. They're going full Krang. (laughs) I'm all for that. My problem is that when you've got a children's TV program that's on, that's on, that. Is doing the same thing. It's the same story, hmm. and it does it better. Oh yeah, yeah. The new the the cutting from a few years ago, the one that was um and the current one, the CG one. I've seen the CG one. The CG one's actually pretty decent. But the um, I'm a great man saying that. <laughs> but this film, the main problem I had with it, it, it was like ridiculously stupid, like dribbling more on stupid. Yep. Like, um, what was the point of April O'Neil's roommate? <laughs> she goes home after seeing the turtles fight the dog. Mm-hmm. To tell her roommate that she just saw like some vigilantes fight off the Foot Clan, and then the very next scene is her going to her office to tell everyone she just saw the, some vigilantes fighting the Foot Clan. Like, why skip skip that scene when she goes home? But they can't because Megan Fox is in it, yeah. and the tenuous relationship she has with Michael Bay is so prolific and known and known <laughs> at this point that she probably won't be in the sequel. No, <laughs> to be replaced by Aubrey Plaza, which should be the person who originally. Played April O'Neil, and uh, the actual film itself should have been directed by someone from the eighties. And I, I think Joe Dante would have been a better choice. There's a lot of people who would have been a better choice. Jonathan Liebson's not exactly a prolific director of great works. 
No, didn't he do fucking Wrath of the Titans? Um, I think, yeah. What kind? I think so, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I mean, there's a mountain range directly outside New York in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, 20 minutes from New York. That's the level of film. But it wasn't... It was stupid, but it knew it was stupid. It was constantly referring to how silly the concept was. It knew what it was doing wasn't clever. It's not G.I. Joe retaliation perfection of knowing how to do a dumb film. Because G.I. Joe retaliation knows exactly what it is, and it does it well. But it was... It was watchable. Like, I'd be happy to see us give a sequel a chance more yeah. than I'm happy to give a Transformers film a chance. Yeah, well, no, that's, that's not saying much anymore. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, like it wasn't horrible. It's it does have that little bit of that problem with a lot of the films nowadays, where it's something that's quite clearly should be aimed for kids, and it's a little bit too violent in places. Yeah, you forget. You forget. You've seen Monster Squad. Mm. You got to remember. Yeah, but it's not the eighties anymore. Like. Yeah, it's not the eighties anymore. Yeah. Kids are stupid now. Kids but, are stupid. Yeah, back then like... they just considered that kids are going to watch the film anyway. Yeah, but nowadays yeah. it's all like you have to have the kids things. But they're all PG thirteen. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it wasn't full of swearing, which makes a change. So it is something you could show to a kid. Um, Shredder, like as stupid as he looked, they had him tiered power wise perfectly. Like he was destroying the turtles in practically every single fight. Yeah, you like, do you not like watch that though and go like he's a transformer? Like <laughs> no, it wasn't even that. It's the fact that oh yeah, so you're a martial artist. I understand that, but once someone puts you into a new bit of technology, you're not going to be mm. as good a martial. But I'm glad artist. he was like fast moving. It didn't look awkward. He wasn't doing the thing where yeah, but it did look awkward. It didn't like he was a power loader. He could lift his arms above like here, but he was moving around, flipping and shit. It was yeah, all CGI, because, but because they didn't give a shit. Like yeah. the metal was super malleable. Yeah, in the CGI. I'm sure it was just like limbs. Yeah, just like they gave up. Work. But I like that he was like because Shredder should be more powerful than all four turtles. Like well, that's that's takes their teamwork to beat him. That's how it should always be. Oh my god, like, watch the new series. There's an episode at the end of the second series of the new cartoon, the CGI mm. one. Yeah. And on the final episode, um, they've got... They, they don't be Bob or Rocksteady right now, they've got different mutants. they got got um, mutant, like... Snake Razor and, and like. Troc, or whatever his name was. I'm not sure. I'm the not turtle sure. one. But, um, but basically, what happens is... Um, there's a really great setup to this fight in, like, a quarry. It's like a, like a construction site, and it goes down, mm. you've got these dripping pipes and stuff like that. And Leonardo basically sacrifices himself so spoilers sacrifices himself so that the others can get away hmm. by drawing them all away and then fighting them one by one and they beat him like they literally just kick the living fuck out of him <laughs> and he's lying on the ground and you know in martial arts films where you get angry and angry is power yeah. like when you get angry he gets angry kicks the living fuck out all these mutants and then Shredder comes down and he actually goes toe to toe with Shredder for a few minutes hmm. and you know when you're watching it you're like in those last if you think you're gonna die I don't care how long it takes, you're going to find the way to get your thumbs in his eye sockets and just pop his brain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to yeah. go mad, right? You're going to be like a raccoon back to the Yeah, like Robert, Robert Carlyle killing his wife in, exactly. yeah, in like, 28 <laughs> months later. <laughs> oh, that was insane. That was a great film. Um, but <laughs> It wasn't. <laughs> I actually really like that film, although I don't like the convenient zombie intelligence. He teleports in that film. He doesn't just teleport. He like he knows he knows about like fire coming in. He's just like that. And there's like fire falling down around him. Jeremy Renner is actually quite, quite a nice character in that. <laughs> Playing dumb American. Yeah, Michael Perrin. No, he's not even dumb American. He's he knows what he knows. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, he doesn't have all the knowledge. Um, I really hate Teenage Mutant Turtles. I'm on I'm on a different different scale together to you. Like they're too big. Um, oh yeah. Shredder is. They look ridiculous. The fucking yeah. lips, man. They're they're massive. They're they're ridiculously sized. Um, they said they were six foot tall, but they're clearly not. They're clearly bigger than that. There's no point in having having. Um, Having something that, you know, it doesn't even matter about their skill as ninjas because mm. they're so big and so much stronger than the Foot Clan, they could just hurt them. Yeah. They literally, they're, they're superheroes. They're super powered, yeah. Yeah. 
And then you've got Shredder is superpowered as well. But if he was out of that suit of armor, can you imagine what would happen? Crushed in two yeah, seconds. Rip his arms off. I did like um. It'd be really dark. I don't think they sort of the characters weren't too badly defined on the turtles though. They got the right art tropes. Yeah, just get them smaller. But yeah, they did look. They look friggin' and like dial the apes. power rating down because they like, yeah. right now they're hitting nine thousand. Yeah, they shouldn't be hitting friggin' giant containers and knocking yeah. them flying. Right. Like they've always been stronger than the average human, but not like. Can you imagine like if someone took took the turtles and then just had like the Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z? His power Have you level never seen, nine thousand. Have you never seen the Japanese turtles cartoon? No, no. There's a Japanese turtles cartoon where they get more humanoid looking forms, and then they have robot that they Voltron up together in. It's amazing. Fuck that. And it's funny because it's set in the same continuity as the American cartoon. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I didn't like the film. Did not like it at all. But Tony did it make you... You've seen Turtles, Tra- Transformers 4. Yeah. Did it anger you as much as that film does? Yeah. Oh, it does, not to me, Because man. Because the it's difference not hateful. is... You've got to remember, your Transformers is my Turtles. Mm. Like, I grew up watching that program, I so when I see turtles. that, it's just... <laughs> it's just like... It's like someone just didn't get the core concept. They got the... They, 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 they saw an episode... But they didn't get the concept, and then they just sort of went, I'm going to tweak this to make my own. No, no, no. But there was no, like, horribly misplaced humour, like, to the point where a character's pissing on another one, where a robot pisses on someone. Like, there was nothing that came up to the level of Bumblebee pissing on friggin'... Uh, what's his face? Inappropriate comments by Will Arnett made it seem like a bit of a sexist extravaganza. Did you notice the Arrested Development reference? Yeah, in there? the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I laughed at that in the cinema. I went to see it with my cousin. She didn't. I, I knew she wouldn't understand. When the funniest thing about a film is the sandwich, is a reference to a better program than your whole film. Yeah, you've got to worry. And it's not even the fact that he's playing that character. It's the fact that he's referencing a character he played. That's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hate it. I thought it was terrible. Oh god, this only put me on more of a downer. <laughs> I'm going to say TMNT. I, I I wouldn't say I necessarily enjoyed it or anything like that, but I watched it, and it had the decency to end. Like it was only like eight, 90 minutes long. Like it wasn't three hours long. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah, so I'm going to go seventeen, whatever that means. Yeah, I'm going to say minus. Everything. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. I'm going to have to cut Adam Sandler's face out and stick it on the screen now. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just giving it Adam Sandler. Right, what's left? Is it my go or your go? Well, it's your go, but we've... we've I, have, I have one more. Yeah. Go for it. Alright, well, this week, I... Well, sorry, over the last two weeks, I played Wolfenstein The New Order. Yeah. Yeah. So, that happened. <laughs> um, God, it's a bit of a throwback. It's kind of nice. It's a nice looking game. It runs nicely, some cool shit happens, but it's a big throwback. It's like, you remember when Call of Duty wasn't all spectacle and there was some plot? Yeah. It's plot. There's no. plot. Um, God, there's actually, oh fuck, I, I played The Evil Within and Alien Isolation and completed those last week as well. Yeah. Um, and the week before, and I talked about in the last podcast. Um, those, neither of those games gave me a moment where I was actually genuinely scared. Yeah. Like, both of them, it was always a case of, I was more just, you know, trying to get from point A to point B. I played Wolfenstein The New Order, and there's a point where a female, this this evil female Nazi lady, she's um, she's, she's crushed, like her head is crushed by this massive robot this guy takes control of, and as you're tied to a post, you're about to be shot by a firing squad, and this robot allies up with you and goes a bit mad and starts taking them out, grabs her, crushes her head, and then as you're, as you're like, you're like, oh, struggle to get out, and it's like, press the right and left sticks and stuff, you're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna get out. And all of a sudden, she grabs the lapel of your prison uniform, drags herself up and goes, 
yeah, and I was like, oh shit, that's pretty awesome. It's a bit <laughs> grotesque. But it's just the way that, you know, like, it's done really well because you can't turn your head away from her, like, enough. <laughs> you can move your head, but it just goes to, like, there, and you're still like, oh, God. And, like, it's not something you want to see. So you're like, you're like, oh, oh, okay, I see what the game's doing. She's looking me in the eyes. <laughs> Go away. And uh, I thought it was really neat. Like, the whole the whole game's actually really cool. It's just, it's a, just a throwback. It's not, it's not something I recommend buying at full retail price, so sorry if you did. I think um, it's one of those things that's perennially going to be in Steam sales now, isn't it? Yeah. It's that sort of game. But it's a very, very good game. Yeah, it's. I would. I would recommend anyone who's a fan of third, like just first-person shooters, single player. It's officially confirmed. Bj Blazkowicz is a Jew, isn't it? Because that's always been something they hinted at, like people reference and maybe. Know, you know. But he's got a, apparently there's like a whole Jewish family thing bit at the start or something like that. No, because you don't meet his family. Then yeah, there's something someone said about that because I'm. I find Bethesda said before launch that they're as far as they're concerned, he's Jewish. Because yeah, that was always like a hint at it, that he was a Jewish soldier going to fight the Nazis. I didn't even know there was continuity through this. And There's no real continuity, but it's always been like this idea that it, his name's Blaschwitz, so they figured he was a German Jew. Okay. Like, I mean, like, I, I didn't know it was the same character. Well, I didn't know it was oh, the same, same guy, name. yeah. Because he's been yeah. frozen, hasn't he, for years. No, no, in this one, it's a completely new game. Completely. But he's set years after the World War Two. No, it's he's set, been out of the it loop. begins in World War Two. Yeah, but then the main part of it is set in the 50s after the Nazis have won, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, because shrapnel goes in your head you get put in a coma. Yeah, so he's the same person who was in the old... No, no, because you're in a coma. Yeah, but in the old ones you were in World War Two. Oh, right, I see yeah. what you mean. I see what you're saying. I see what you're yeah. saying. I see what you did there. Yeah, it's a continuity. Yeah. It carries but on. But it's none of the none of the um, supernatural stuff from before, because you remember like, they had a little bit of yeah. supernatural element. None of that now. It's yeah, it's robots. all mech things and robots. robots. Yeah. yeah. And, um, a bit more like Quake 2. An ancient want, race. Want, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I really liked it though. Really liked it. Um, it's it is just it feels quaint. Yeah. To have to pick up health. Is it like um, as retro? We played Rise of the Triad, the remake. Yeah, you? I didn't like that. <laughs> but that is that is like very very much a no, fucking nineties. Not, not that bad. Yeah, Rise of the Triad does feel exactly like a nineties shooter yeah. though. It does. It does feel a lot like a nineties shooter, but that's more in the case of that it fails on so many levels to be mm. advanced. Well, with Wolfenstein, there's a really nice. This is really widely sort of, and you're you're made to use this weapon in the game. But there's a laser you get early on, mm. and at first you can just sort of cut open like fucking wire mesh, chicken wire style stuff, and then you get an upgrade later, and you can cut open boxes. Yeah, and then you get an upgrade later again. You can like cut open thicker metal and stuff. And as you go on, it's like a plot device. This gun you can advance it on, and yeah. it becomes like a like a weapon. Mm. And uh, and it's just really nice because those mechanics, when you shoot a hole in something, and the hole appears where you've shot it. And yeah. then you can shoot through the hole using another gun. It's just it adds a nice level to like sort of when you're nice. running and gunning and stuff. Can't you just use it on people? Yeah, you can do. Sweet. You can, you can holes in people heads and stuff, and then shoot through them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't shoot through people because they just drop to the ground. No, yeah, you cut a hole in them, and you prop the gun through their body, and now you've got a human meat oh, shield. Like Dust till dawn. Yeah. Oh, I love Dust till dawn. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Wolfenstein. It's a really good game. Really, really well done. Finely tuned. Um, it's taken me a while to get to it because I was in that transition period between Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Yeah. I didn't want to buy it on Xbox One and be like, oh, I could have got this for the Xbox 360 for cheaper. And now I've played it. I'm kind of glad I played it on the Xbox One. Yeah, because it does. It looks very nice. It does yeah. look very nice. Um, also, on the Xbox 360, apparently it's four discs. Really? Yeah, four discs. Jesus. Like, what are they fucking doing? When, it's not a long game. Yeah. It's like, it's like sixteen hours. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Multiple discs like seems weird nowadays. Yeah. Weird. Weird thing about endings. Like just just as a bit of segue, I'd, I'd give the game. Um, I don't know. Give the game ten pound and a bit of change. Um, <laughs> Weird thing about game endings. I don't know if you've... What games have you completed recently? Uh, God. 
properly. Yeah. Um, finished Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and two so you're, in you're, recent months. So you're up some to way up, behind. You're up to. I'm onto Revelations. That's okay. what I'm onto. Yeah, that's what I'm playing through now. Um, when it comes to game endings, have you noticed like a weird trend? What of like 14 minute long cuts and credits? <laughs> no, not even that. Like, um, okay, so you've, have you completed Dead Space two? No, I haven't even played the Dead Space games. Too scary. I can't handle that. Well, that's upset. Um, okay, <laughs> well, the evil event ends on... Um, it's a non-linear boss battle. Yeah. You have something you have to do, and then you do that to beat the boss. Oh, is it the cutscene that kills the boss? No, no, no. Because no, it's not that. It's colonial not, Marines did yeah, that. Yeah, it's not Aliens <laughs> Colonial Marines. Um, <laughs> just to just, like, give you an outline, it's not in context, so you won't know what the fuck is going on. But you're up against quite a large enemy. Mm. Um, you get knocked and you land on a wall and there's this like jutting bit of metal that literally just keeps you in place. Yeah. And as you're steadily dying, you look to your to your left and there's like a military vehicle. And one of the soldiers hanging out has a rocket launcher. And there's this like massive so you're up at the top of this massive like spire. And down at the bottom is this massive enemy that's coming up steadily towards you. And you have to just fire the rocket launcher. And it sounds like such a boring way to end a game. But it feels like the Dead Space 2 ending. And Dead Space 2 has one of my favourite endings of any game. So enemy charging towards you while you're immobile and you kill it. Yeah, no, it's no, it's not even that. It's, it feels grandiose. It yeah. feels like it feels like this massive event. It's non-linear, so you can't like sneak. Around. It's not like um, Deus Ex, the human yeah. human revolution, or whatever it was, where you could just punch him once and he fell to the ground. <laughs> There's because it's not that open-ended. It's linear, but that linear moment, you feel like you've been on this journey with a player, yeah. as the character, and you're finally getting that that you're fucking, you're doing it, you're winning, you're winning, but you've been stabbed, you're wounded. And if you were to wander around sagging your ass around really slowly, you'd be like, oh, fuck this, I can't even move properly, I'm not going to do this. But because you're pinned there, because you've got this rocket launcher, and you've got, you're like, oh, fuck, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I'm going to save it. It feels like, and all the music and everything, it all builds up really well. Dead Space 2 does the same. Like, uh, do you know the plot of Dead Space Dead Space 2? Alien. Right. Event Horizon. All right. So the <laughs> end of Dead Space 1 ends, and then Dead Space 2 begins fairly soon after that, because you've gone mad, and you wake up in the station, yeah. and they're treating you for mental illness. You go through the whole game, and Dead Space 2 is a long game. It's a fantastic game. I'd recommend it to anyone to play that game because it's just fucking brilliant. But you get to the end of Dead Space 2, and there's a moment where you're sitting, you, like, it comes to the end, and the credits start rolling. And instead of your character going, oh, I've got to get off the spaceship, you're like, he sits down, and he lets out a breath. He's like, finally, I get a break. Finally, I get to sit down. And he's, he's like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die here, but at least, you know, it's over. Fuck it. Done. And as you sit there, he's like, you're like, all right, okay. Yeah, that's the end of the game. <laughs> and then you get this little telecom cover it comes in on your screen. And it's really nice because it pops up in front of you. You don't actually say, you just see it on this little bit. Yeah. And then one's like, Isaac, the place is coming down around you. We've got to get you out of there. And you're like, no, no, Ellie, it's fine. I've, I'm dying. I'm, I'm good. I'm just, I'm going to sit here and bleed to death or explode. I'm going to be fine. She's like, <laughs> she's like, no, I'm coming to get you. And she breaks through the wall of this fuselage, like this massive like tall spire thing that's like a part of the spaceship. Mm. She crashes through this thing and you're like, okay, fine, if I have to survive. And all of a sudden your hood comes up like I am. It's like, and your rockets go off and you're flying and you're like, you boost in and you have to avoid shit. And it is great. It's the Iron Man equivalent of like, you know when he gets the first suit and he goes flying for the first time and you cheer, you're like, yeah, this is a superhero. It's like that. And you get to play that moment and it's it's inconsequential to the plot because you've already defeated the enemies you've won yeah all you're doing is surviving but it makes surviving feel great and it's just it's one of my favourite endings right now the evil Within, the ending it feels a bit soppy to some people I've read that people didn't enjoy it I really like it it, mm. it empowers you you know at the end you're like you're like fuck it I'm dying be able to take that son of a bitch with me you know and uh, and it feels great and there's like there's a lot of games now you've got to die at the end of the game you've got to be dying 
Say you've got to be, yeah, you've got to have gone through the hero's Call of Duty journey, did it, you? so now everyone has to do it. Right. Modern Warfare did it, remember? You know how you know how Call of Duty is quite scripted, it's just one shot and like you can you can't miss really. Yeah, well, there's like, that the bit at the end of Modern Warfare, isn't it? You've been shot and soap's been shot and he throws the gun Yeah, over that's what I mean. It's boom, always boom, one boom, gun, boom. it's always that one shot that's required and it wins. Yeah, headshot. Done. You have to kill the other guys as well though. Yeah. And it's just it doesn't feel like that. Because loads of games motion. have those bits. That's all slow motion. Like yeah. I like it when it's moving, the music's rousing, everything's going. Hmm. And with Call of Duty it sound, it feels like you're having lots of little battles. Yeah. With a game where you're just literally, oh it's fifteen hours of my life. I've tried to get this guy from point A to point B. I'm at point B and there's that fucking thing standing in my way. Problem C we'll call him. <laughs> Let's solve that and then we've won. And with Call of Duty, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like, oh, I've won a bunch of little battles. Like, we've won most of the war. Now we've got to this other little level that's only five minutes of me running, and then all of a sudden I'm shot. It's like drama. <laughs> um, but it doesn't feel like that. It feels like it's the conclusion to something. It's nice. Really nice. Hmm. Um, but it's it's just something that I haven't noticed in games in a long time. It's something that I've, I've missed. Because things like Call of Duty, where you're at the end, and you're like, you're like, oh, God, no. My best friend's been shot, but it's okay. I'm going to save the world. I miss boss battles that didn't rely on a certain sequence of events. Like, I want yeah. a boss battle where you, you've got a weak point you have to exploit. Yeah. Like, where, you know you know one of those ones where you're like, where you're like it opens up a hole? Yeah. you got to shoot the hole, and when you shut that hole, the arm drops Gradius, off. man. But it keeps going <laughs> after you with, like, yeah. the one arm, and you've got another hole to shoot here, but now, because it's crawling towards you, you've got to get to the left side of it. Yeah. Like, something like that is a challenge. Yeah. It feels like you've earned it. Fighting Solidus at the end of Metal Gear Solid 2. We had to sneak around to the left of him and take him out constantly because he had the buy patch. You yeah. had to use that to your advantage and outsmart did him. You ever, did you ever play Metal Gear Solid 3? Yeah, gotcha. The sniper level where you could just put your clock forward a week and he was dead. Yeah. That was great. No, I, um, what happened? Like, you can kill him before then. You can, yeah. yeah. You can yeah. shoot him with the sniper rifle as he's getting out of the helicopter. But yeah, what was your score for what were you reviewing? Um, yeah, my score for <laughs> Wolfenstein. Um, Wolfenstein. It's a solid, solid nine. Yeah, I was really impressed with it. I mean, most people aren't because I don't. I think they expected more for the package, but the actual game itself. I people really expect like in-depth stories now. Or a multiplayer, just... fuck multiplayer. Because yeah. when you got tacked on multiplayer, it feels like shit. Like another yeah. segue, Dead Space Two multiplayer. I hated it. Never yeah. played it, but I played the main game. Played it several times, in fact, on the yeah. hardest difficulty level. It's like. one of those ones I'll probably get on Steam one day. Dead Space. Yeah, I really recommend it because although it's it's a horror game, but like just remember, I didn't even download it when it was free. It's all fucking <laughs> fictional. You've got nothing to be scared of. Nah, uh, I can't. Just the tension, man. I can't deal with the tension. I tried playing Condemned once. It was horrifying. I love Condemned. Yeah, Resident Evil. Fine with. I hate the I end of Condemned, that. but I liked Condemned. Yeah. But yeah, um, so we've got the same final thing, haven't we? Yeah. We're gonna. I'm gonna get a flap because we've just gone past Halloween. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about Halloween. And how fucking awesome those films are. <laughs> well, most of them. Some of them. One of them. The first one and the one with Tom Atkins. No. The first one. one's amazing, Just man. The, one with Tom Just, the first film is a work of art. It's a comedy film now. The first film isn't that. The first film's beautiful, man. The second one, I can't stand. But it was on film four last night, the second film, and they. Because um, they couldn't get the first one. Yeah, all, no, all the listings that were on there said it was the remake sequel, okay. but it wasn't. And weirdly, it was a version of the second film that didn't look like utter shit. Because yeah, they've re-released it on Blu-ray. Yeah, but the DVD version that existed for years looks terrible. The one I've got, yeah, um, it looks like a VHS quality film. I think Shout Factory released the third and the fourth one. They look yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, because I've got the Blu-ray, the fourth one. It looks fine. Looks mm. fantastic on there. Um, I've got to view the fifth one next year, haven't I? <laughs> do you? Yeah, because I have to do them in order, man. Do the fifth it's... and sixth one in the same year just to get them out of the fucking way. No, because I've already got this. This goes up to 2020. <laughs> Provided they don't release any more films, I've got I've got a Halloween Day review every year in the film dump till ha- 2020. For a second there, I forgot it was 2014. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man, 
Halloween, we should celebrate Halloween. Yeah, okay, well, what we can do, um, what we can do to make this nice and, nice and cohesive, um, yeah. is you talk about your favourite Halloween film, I'll talk about my favourite Halloween film, <laughs> then you do your least favourite. Oh, God. And then I'll do my least favourite. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Um, and should, we're gonna we're gonna clarify this rules. We're gonna have a little bit of rules. Gotta have rules. Wow. We're not including the the Rob Zombie ones. Oh. Because they're not Halloween. <laughs> they're Rob Zombie's fever dream of parenthood. I don't um, mind his first one. Shut up. <laughs> shut up right now. Sorry, I don't mean to. I don't mean to shout at you. You know I don't mean it. it's the alcohol talking. Um. <laughs> so we're not gonna we're not gonna consider Rob Zombie's ones. And also, um, case in point, we're not gonna we're not going to discuss canon or not canon. Okay, because we all know that. Yeah, Halloween. four, five, and six don't count anymore, do they? What? Well, no, no um, they do count in the series because they got the same name. So yeah. for now, we're going to treat it that way. But they don't exist in the Halloween H two O Resurrection timeline. No, they don't because no. it's just a mess. I've but still never seen Resurrection. Really? Not. No. That's my least favorite. One. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm not going to talk about that. Now. I'll, I'll pick another one. But yeah, go. You go first. Go for your um, favorite. No, my favorite is the first film. I think the first Halloween's are one of my favorite films of all time. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, I fucking love that film. What's your favourite scene? Just, oh, friggin' Laurie's trapped inside the um, closet with the, and she stabs him with the friggin' Mm. coat hanger, then out. But um, that film was like John Carpenter showing off how to do slow burns, like Mm. gradually, slowly building to the right thing. Have you noticed that he's in loads of scenes in the background? Yeah, yeah, Mm. just stood around, like, hidden Mm. there. It's like a shadow appears in the background, stuff like that. Mm. Um, but that film's like friggin' just brilliant because half the film is just a bunch of teenage girls talking about being teenage girls. With yeah, and sometimes they talk about things that aren't to do with boys. Like that's a rare thing in a film. Well, John Carpenter, he's a master. Yeah. Like it passes the Bechdel test. You know the whole um, does your film have two female characters talking about something other than another male character? Like, that's the Bechdel test, be- 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 whatever it is. Yeah. Funny spelling. But basically, because most films don't do that. Okay. If most films, if they have two female characters, chances are the only conversation they're going to have is regarding another male character in the boys, film. Boys, boys, Yeah. But this is, like, the original Halloween, I think, is friggin' nigh on perfection. The references in there, like, his, he chucks in a reference to um, the thing from another world. I know. Which, like... It's on the video. It's yeah, on the TV one of the, the things neighbor. they're watching. Yeah. yeah. Um... I think it's amazingly shot for a film made for practically no money whatsoever. Mm. Um, Donald Pleasance just basically, he could have gone through the entire film just saying the word evil constantly. But yeah, it's, I think, a nigh on perfect film. I think as far as those like late 70s slasher horror films go, it's slow burn intense. It's got amazing music, friggin' dark, dark, dark looking film. Yeah. Um, and plus it's got that awesome bit where he stabs a guy so hard with a kitchen knife it sticks him to the wall. Even though the which, knife doesn't go through him. Which amazingly um, they ripped off in an episode of Beast Wars oh, once. Really? Yeah, when Optimus Prime goes mental in an episode of Beast Wars he's been infected with a virus that's making him go nuts. Yeah. He um, picks up um, Tarantulas and stabs him through the stomach with a sword and leaves him attached to the wall and it's basically the mirror image of the shot from I Halloween. Transformers. Yeah. I, I've never been massively a fan of but that's, movies, that's but Beast Wars doing a Halloween reference. I like it. <laughs> like, I like it. But yeah, I fucking that's my fa- one of my favorite that's films your of all favorite. time. Yeah, yeah. But it's your favorite Halloween film as well. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, my favorite Halloween film. You're gonna hate this. It's Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. It is Halloween yeah, Three: Season of the Witch. I don't hate that. I think the film's enjoyable. I really like it. <laughs> the reason I really like it is because it's just it's it was really, 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 really brave. <laughs> yeah. It was so fucking brave. Like. And you've got some mainstays of John Carpenter. You've got Tom Atkins in there. You've got really, 
really nicely shot environments. You know, I know it wasn't directed by him, but you can feel his influence in a lot of the scenes, which is something you don't get with Halloween 2. Yeah. So it, it feels like a film that is also, it feels like a, a, a noir film. It's a slow build. And it gets... I like the bit where Tom Atkins shags the girl who's like 20 years younger than him. <laughs> Are you talking about The Fog with Jamie Lee Curtis and Tom Atkins? No, no, in this film. I know, I know. Stacey Nelkin, that's her name. Tom Atkins fucks everyone. He's awesome. That's, that's it. Dan O'Hellahy, he's in it. And that's why I named my hedgehog Tom Atkins, because yeah. I fucking love Tom Atkins. My African pygmy hedgehog is called Tom Atkins. Hell yeah. So, But I, I just love the film. I love the film. I'm a massive fan. Um, I feel, out of all the Halloween films, it's the only one that dares to do anything that hasn't been done before. And I haven't seen a film since that has the same plot. Not many films kill kids. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't seen a film that has the same plot. I haven't seen a film that even... Because you know how there's no original ideas in cinema nowadays. That's what they say. There's no original concept. That's an original concept. Someone's chipping away chunks of the fucking Stonehenge... Putting them in kids' masks to be activated by an advert to make their head into a rotten, corpsey, musky hole. The maggots come out of it, yeah. man. Yeah. It's just brilliant. And then Tom Atkins at the end, as he's watching the TV commercial, he's screaming. He's going, Could you consider, take, it um, take it off of the Control 2 be considered a spiritual sequel to it, seeing as Stonehenge no. is heavily involved. No. <laughs> Stonehenge was causing people to turn into vegetables. Oh, my God. <laughs> you love Troll have... 2 too much. Well, you love how did they get a stone from Stonehenge and no one knows? No, I don't know. Dan, you can tell that that, that film, like Dan O'Hurley was having fun because he's doing his English witch man voice, mm. isn't he? Yeah. But he does that when he's making Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> and when he goes to Robocop 3, he just gives no shits whatsoever. <laughs> but, no, in Robocop 2, rather. He's giving zero shits. Robocop 2 is actually quite a good film. Yeah. <laughs> it's like alright. I like this. Watchable. Um, but anyway, that, that's not... Don't don't say that as an indication of my taste. But Halloween 3, fucking, I love it. It's a perfect sequel because it's nothing to do with the originals. Yeah, do you like the theme tune to it? That song's quite catchy. <laughs> the happy, happy Halloween, 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 happy, happy Halloween, silver shamrock. See, they can't see it, but I am crunking. <laughs> yeah, you're crunk, you're crunk man. Yeah, Stop twerking. Twerking away against the microphone. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I'm fine with that. Halloween 3 is a different sort of film. Like It could have been a Tales from the Crypt film if they were... It could. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those sort of things where it could have been just any old thing. Because apparently Halloween 4 was going to be a ghost story originally, yeah. which I think would have been cool. I bet they repurposed that. Well, that might probably turned up somewhere. There was another concept as well that they're going to continue the story of Tom Atkins trying to stop. Because you know how it turned kids into bugs and shit like that. Yeah. Apparently that wasn't the plan. That no. happened because it prematurely, prematurely yeah, like started. Yeah. What was originally the plan was they were going to make these people into like ghouls, you know, like phantasm. Oh right. And the kids were going to be like their slaves, and they were going to start attacking people. Oh, and the mask would be what. They and are just going to have pumpkin heads and just stuff. It's going to basically be an hour and a half film with Tom Atkins drop kicking kids in the face. Nice. I would pay so much money to see that. <laughs> how did the pumpkin head films not end up being Halloween films? How did like how does the how does Halloween how has it lasted so long? It doesn't have a very strong villain. <laughs> I mean, it's the most boring villain of all the horror films. Well, Michael Myers. Yeah. He's he's a force of nature, man. Yeah, but so he is, didn't. T- so is Freddy Krueger. But he's such a force of nature, he never gets turned into a cartoon like Freddy Krueger does. Freddy Krueger stopped being scary for like four films until New that. Nightmare. Have you seen the third film? Like with the guy's veins? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he comes out the TV and chucks them on his head. That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. But he's dancing and... Yeah, right. Freddy Krueger... Was he a bike he turns into? No, he turns a kid into a bike. Yeah, there's a bit where he's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah the bike's got his car. Those films, man. Um, yeah. I like Michael Myers. I think he's brilliant. It's the ultimate, like, nondescript face. Well, yeah. William Shatner's face. Yeah. But, but it's like... He's a shadow. He's the shape. 
Yeah, that's he's he's actually uh, if you if you are to believe the worst Halloween film, he is actually the um, what is it Celtic the, myth thing with yeah, the symbol like, on he's him. Like he's yeah. like guardian of Farn. That's what I was going to say Horn. was the worst one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Halloween 6, Halloween Because I haven't seen that film for a long time, but I remember watching it and thinking it's utter bullshit. Do you not remember what happens at the end? Um, was there were a Celtic ritual, no. wasn't there? Because that was the original ending, wasn't yeah. it, on the producer's cut? Yeah, Yeah, the, the ending they changed to. So the producer's Oh, ending. and Donald Pleasance is all like, I'm going to go fight Michael Myers now. No, 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 no. And then his hat falls on the floor. No, 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 or something. no, no, no. Paul Rudd injects um, Michael Myers with a corrosive chemical. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then... Beats one and of the then sh- goes on to being friends. No, just beats Michael Myers' head to a pulp. Nice. Then all the green stuff comes out, and then they're all getting in the <laughs> car to go away, and then Donald Pleasant's like, I have more work to do. Yeah, that's and it. And he goes in, and you just hear a gunshot, and it's like, oh, it ends. Yeah, and then Donald Pleasant's died. Yeah, in real life. Because, <laughs> yeah, literally, there's like, because you, you, see, you see something fall on the floor, and it's like, Donald Pleasance is dead now, because yeah. we couldn't get him for the reshoots. Yeah. Silly bugger, I'm inconsiderate. But um, the but that, um, yeah, that film they were trying to introduce supernatural stuff into it too, weren't they? Because the original the original plan was the Celtic symbol makes him like invincible. Yeah, the the mark of Farn yeah. powers him and keeps him invincible, and he defends people. He actually, um, what he does is he kills people to ensure that everyone doesn't die. And then in the producer's cut, it's really interesting because Donald Pleasance um, is given the mark of Farn. Yeah, and they're like. You can carry on work now. You pick his targets. You make sure he kills the people who need to die. And then he's like, because Donald Pleasant by the end was a cantankerous old bastard. <laughs> I'm assuming he was like smoking a cigar on the set, like, Aah. was it half as good as his reaction at the end of Halloween Four? Which one? What? When Jamie's killed her oh, yeah. mother, and he's like, no. That's amazing, that. Um, but, but Donald yeah. Pleasance, he he just his death meant the series should have ended. Yeah. But then Buster Rhymes, <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in friggin' Halloween H two O, isn't he? Yeah, he gets an ice skate in the face. Yeah, he's yeah. the neighbour kid. It's not a bad film though. It's, it's actually quite a good film. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, Josh Hartnett. Yeah, he I needs do. to open his eyes one day. Like he's got very squinty eyes. Have you eyes. watched? Um, have you watched um, Penny Dreadful? No. Great series. I saw what was friggin' Josh Hartnett in. He's in Sin City, wasn't he? Yeah. All sorts of random stuff. Scrawny yeah. lies. But yeah, I remember Halloween 6 just being just cheap and horrible. And yeah. Well, the end battle in the uh, producer's cut is Paul Rudd lays down some stones. <laughs> and then just runs off. <laughs> yeah. Does he ask to look at a dance? A uh, dance? Yeah, on his computer. <laughs> 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 it's not ready yet, Paul. <laughs> but no Halloween 6 is like it's not a good film no. at all I don't remember the fifth one that's the one thing I know I've seen it because I know it's the one where the fifth um, one yeah the fifth one is the one where right at the start he kills what's her face from the fourth one the babysitter doesn't he yeah um, that's how it starts and Jamie's like in a mental hospital or something because they had an arc they were trying to do with those yeah she was going to be carrying on the yeah. family legacy and killing people but um, yeah Halloween 6 is like it's at a point where the film series was like really lost its steam and all this sort of thing. But when in Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, things got a little bit sillier and funnier. Yeah. That didn't. Like, because by that didn't. point in Friday the 13th, you had a slug monster inside Jason that was freaking um, moving from one person to another and oh. they were taking on the persona of Jason, weren't yeah. they? Um, or you had the psychic girl in yeah. Friday the 13th Part 5. Yeah. 
Yeah. The best one's um, the one that's got the porn name. You know, Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where he punches a guy's head off. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love. That, that film's fucking it's great. Because I saw that around the same time I saw Halloween 6. And I remember that film just cracking just, me up. It's the series versus versus the result, isn't it? I mean, like, yeah. those films stayed being popular and being quite well known, whilst this grasped to its. Like, really clung to yeah. holding on to this whole. It's amazing when they revised it, they only got two films out of it with Halloween 2 and one. Resurrection. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the original, the initial revival. They're making a yeah. third one for the new ones. I don't think Rob Zombie's directing it, though. No. Nah. I, I haven't seen the second remake sequel because I've it heard it's terrible. It just makes no terrible. fucking sense. Yeah. Like, it makes no fucking sense. See, the thing with the remake that I liked was the first half of the film. I liked the I thought if it was a prequel, you would have had quite a cool film. If the film led up to Michael Myers escaping from prison, that would have been a nice enough film. Did you not think to yourself, why the fuck am I watching someone try and, try and make a villain sympathetic when he goes and kills a character that is sympathetic no, towards no, no, no. him despite the fact he's a fucking murderer but the thing about film is even if you I have no troubles with the downward spiral type of villain thing the story was about it. just inevitable badness but yeah. it's the fact that you get to the second half of the film and it's just like we're going to quickly do as much as we can of the original film as fast as possible let's churn through it quickly here's Laurie all of a sudden we're like we don't know who this is we haven't seen hey, her hey check out this guy he was in he was in uh, Tank Girl <laughs> then no. everyone dies it's bloody Give it that. Yeah, it's bloody shit. <laughs> um, yeah. I am not a fan. What would you give the Halloween series as a score overall? As a whole? Yeah. Um, you know what? It's not very high. It really isn't very high. <laughs> it's legendary to me. Yeah, but I think it is based on taste. Like, mm. it is the slow burn of series. Yeah. But Halloween 4 is Halloween 1 with slightly different twists here and there. Yeah. It's basically um, the same And also story. it's got that weird ending where she's got in the room full of candles... Halloween four. Is that Halloween four? No, Halloween four ends with um her they they're fighting on the roof, they're chasing escaping with Michael Myers on the roof. It's Halloween Halloween five four. that ends in the room full of candles and he takes his mask off yeah. to the girl. They have the car chase bit and Michael Myers falls yeah. down the hole. Yeah, but it's yeah, Halloween five's the one with the with the candle room. Yeah. Weird. But no, I, I love the series. It must be hard to make a film about matricide. <laughs> I mean I could make one. Yeah. Because I'm a genius. Yeah. Smothering babies. <laughs> no, oh. I just genuinely like I. I just fucking it's it's really difficult. Can you think of any way to extend a trilogy that is essentially about an uncle wanting to kill the child? Yeah, there's um. There's not much you can do with that, is there? No. Nah. Except add Paul Rudd. Yeah. And some acid. He had no link to Michael Myers. He was obsessed. He was with playing him. the kid who was in the first film, wasn't he? He was yeah. playing Tommy, grown yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, do you know why he was playing Tommy and not the original actor? Why? They couldn't get hold of his agent. He didn't have an agent anymore, so they just had no idea how to get hold of the kid. Call him? Yeah, they didn't know who he was. Oh, this, no was before, this was before Twitter. Before the internet. Yeah, before <laughs> Twitter. But yeah, I love the Halloween series. Legendary. I mean, there's some terrible films in there, but the first film is, like, to me, iconic. Pound for pound entertainment, I would go Nightmare on Elm Street or um, Friday. Oh, God, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, it's always worth checking out. So yeah, that's the last thing we were going to review. That was the last thing. That is the last thing we we're going to review, and we've yeah. almost made a two-hour podcast. Sweet. I'm going to edit some stuff down. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cut but, yeah. some of those pauses so it just yeah. no doesn't sync up to and the way we actually try to remove all the fireworks that were going off outside during the first half. There are always fireworks. Yeah. But yeah, this is just fireworks. That's episode three of Crit Apocalypse we're in the not bag. Speaking English, we're just mumbling. Yeah, we're two mumbling. insane people in a room. Mm-hmm. There's no microphone. Yeah, we're just saying. How the fuck are you going to listen? Episode to Episode three over. If you're hearing this. Please consult a doctor. Yeah. 
Um, like, comment, and subscribe if you've listened this far. Because I want evidence that someone does. Yeah, like, comment, subscribe. You don't even have to leave the window open. You can just play it in the background while you're doing other stuff. Oh, um, we should what, we, what we can do as well is, um, this is our third episode. We do plan to continue this. So if there is anything that you think we should review or watch during the week, please hit us up on Twitter. My name's Matt. Um, I am Cinemageddon. You'll yeah. find me on Twitter. Welcome to your um, Generalissimo. Generalissimo Chaos? Yeah. That's not active anymore. Oh, yeah, now they know my last name. Fuck. <laughs> and there's Ant. Ant is Mellow Gaming. He's also um, the film Dump. Yeah. Uh, but on Twitter, he's LV54 uh, Monkey. Level 54 Space Monkey. Level 54. LV54. LV54. Yeah, it confuses a lot of people. Because I was thinking um, LV426, is that the planet or No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. From LV426 is the planet from um, aliens. aliens. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of aliens, alien isolation ending. Hmm. There are more than one alien. <gasps> End. Cut right there. <laughs> <laughs>